What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, June 8th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Father Zoe, and with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. Last week, I said I was going to try to enjoy the Cubs ride this year. Uh, I want to get off the ride. Uh, I, I'm not having fun at all. I want to get off the ride. That's I want to get off. I want to get off the ride. Uh, the good Reverend K. Fitz. Gotta give the symbol. We gotta give the signal. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I today's actually a crazy day because in Las Vegas here, there's a massive debate about the state, state legislature and whether or not we're going to fund the Oakland Athletics so that the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox can come to me uh, in the future instead of me having to go somewhere else to see them. I'd like to just walk down the street and see it. So that's pretty exciting today. So I'm super stoked about that, but I'm also a little toxic about it. So sorry about that. And Leadfoot himself. <laughs> Living up to the name, NASCAR Mitch, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Literally had to delay the show because he was dealing with some of Missouri's finest. NASCAR Mitch. Turns out Illinois plates and an Illinois license don't help your cause if you're caught going 90 in a 70. (laughs) What what they do to you at the rest area? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Roller coaster week. I mean... (laughs) Fits and then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, I mean, but I, like it started off, I was covering NASCAR race. I missed the Jake Berger Grand Slam for a Kyle Bush victory, which, you know, mixed feelings about that. But then Seb goes off earlier. So then I'm, Boy, you know, that right in your pants, high. Mitch. Keep it in your pants. We're going to get to it. And then I get pulled over for speed. So now we're back on a low, which is up and down. Well, the bathhouse. You should have pulled the Ricky Bobby, Mitch. Come on, you got to lose him. Just. Put the Just cougar go fast. In car. <laughs> Put this cougar in my car. Go fast. Um, we'll start a GoFundMe for Mitch's ticket. After but... appearing on the, yeah, that'd be that'd be great. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Mitch is like, yo, uh, I know you're fucking hey, around, but great like, idea. Like, yeah, uh, definitely, so, definitely do that. Free Mitch. Mitch. Alex, uh, already <laughs> subscribe, subscribe through Anchor. Yep. I'll go directly to Mitch's uh, ticket. GoFundMe. Oh, this is beautiful. Mitch, you get your first pinch like a man. Yeah. You remember the two most important things. Never rat on your friends and always keep your mouth shut. I, I can tell that that's the best movie ever made. I, I, literally, I watched that on my Maybe my girlfriend watched it on a date night. It's great. That's wild. I literally watched that movie twice this week. Yeah, it's <laughs> a fantastic movie. This is I where mean, I, my work and I have my TV right here and I just throw on like random shit and there's nothing good on any of the streaming services right now so i just watched goodfellas a couple times yeah uh andy we told him to do that we needed we told him we should have big timed him you should have shown the copy media credentials but he should have shown his 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 bohemian rhapsody to be honest he would have been i awesome. told him to tell everyone that he was a division winner in the one-way tourney and that definitely would have got him out of a speeding ticket and uh i should have i'm just too humble what can i say <laughs> well Ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, for some ungodly reason, the White Sox are very much in a divisional race. Um, as Aldo mentioned, uh, the people want off the ride with the Cubs. So we'll talk about that as well. Uh, we're going to talk about Jake Berger. We're going to talk about Sebi. We're going to talk about everything. There's a lot going on, though. There is like a really lot of little sub-stories going on. Uh, 
in this very not normal divisional race we have in the AL Central. Uh, so all that, and God only knows where else this is gonna go. Let's tap this guy. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we here now. New show with a new move. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah, this is what you waiting for, yeah You can put it on the boy, yeah Every season they get all changed Take me out to the bar game This is what you waiting for, yeah You can put it on the boy, yeah Every season they get all changed Take me out to the bar game This is what you waiting for, yeah as always, the show is brought to you by Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications. So you'll be the first one notified when someone scores a touchdown and bears mini camp and they're going to win the Super Bowl because of it. Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. And also make sure you read fucking Mitch's article, you jerks. Uh, also brought to you by. Uncle Bud's, 9700 South Cicero. Uh, new summer menu coming out. Live music galore. They got some really talented musicians coming through there. Um, yeah. Uncle Bud's gift cards available. They actually have a really cool Father's Day package you can go scoop up for uh, good old dear old dad there. Uh, you get a bunch of meats to grill. You get some booze. And you get some gift cards to Uncle Bud's. It's like... What's not to like about that? I think it's like 70 to 100 bucks or something like that. You get to pick your tier, but uh, go and check them out. Uncle Bud's, go in there and get the Father's Day package. Stay and have 10 beers. Uncle Bud's, it happens, folks. It happens all the time. I go to the Valley Inn here to pick up our dinner, and next thing you know, eight beers are disappeared while I'm waiting for the food. Promo code zip. Happens all the time. Yeah, I should tell them to start giving us a promo code. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's just start with what everybody wants them to talk about right now. Mitch, how many pairs of shorts did you go through watching Savvy hit two home runs in the Bronx on Tuesday night? The first one was great. I'm like, oh my God, he hit one. I finally hit. Cause I'm not going to lie. We were, the defenses were running thin as far as arguments to defend this man on Twitter. <laughs> oh, no, I was, I use like the bug defense. You know, remember the three home run game? You know, we run it thin. Morale was low. You can only Except, say he calls a great game so many times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so he hits the first home run. But then I'm like, what? Like, you know, you look at it and they're like, oh, yeah, it only would have went out at one park. So I'm like, shit. I mean, this is good that he hit a home run, but I don't know how well this argument's going to hold up here. And then he hits the other one and it's an absolute bomb. Like, oh, and then you t- tap, you throw in the no hitter that he's calling on top of that. I mean, it was just a, a fantastic night of baseball. All was right in the world. I have to say, I follow that account, that would it bomb or whatever it's account. Would it dong? Would it dong? Sorry. Way back. <laughs> would it dong? And then, yeah, so he had the – it would only go out in Yankee Stadium for the first one. And then the second one, it would have went out in all 30 stadiums. I think he's got to be the first player since StatCast became a thing to have a 
one of 30 and a 30 of 30 home run in the same game. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, so that's it, wild. It's funny. What's so funny about it too. And like, it reminded me a lot of the Aju episode you did when you're talking about vibes guys, where like Sebi's like the tough guy type. But if you listen to his post uh, game interview on the broadcast, it was hilarious. They're like, yeah, like how, how'd you get like two home runs? It's like, well, I mean, hopefully it helped the team win. I mean, I guess <laughs> they're like, yeah, it helped the team win. You had all three runs. And like, they asked him like, oh, was it a cutter? He's like, ah, I don't really know what it was. I just hit it. Like, Jesus Christ. he's just a humble ball. man. Like, and yeah. not used to the media. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I saw the ball and I fucking hit it hard. What do you want? <laughs> hit ball. Hit ball. Hit ball. Swing hard see, in case you see, hit a it. A guy like Sebi is probably more pissed off that uh, he let Liam give up the home run in the, in the ninth. He's like, yeah, that was a bad, that was a bad call by me. You shouldn't have called for that pitch. So yeah, let's. I mean, staying on that game since it's the most recent game, Lucas Giolito fucking dealt. Uh, what are you, six innings? Six innings. Yeah, six innings of no hit, no run baseball. Only walk three guys. Which with White Sox pitching, if you keep that walk number under five, that's a fucking huge W. Um, but the pitch count got up there, so he was at 100 pitches. So I don't. And I really, I'm proud of people because I didn't see too many people push back at Pedro's decision to pull him. You know, like, let him go for the no-hitter. Uh, well, they're kind of in a division race, and it's the first week of June. You don't want Lucas's arm falling He would have done it if it was Lance Lynn. And, and the, the pitch yeah. count was <laughs> I saw people tweeting about that in his last start. Lance Lynn, just like, yeah, you're – you're uh, no, we don't care about your future anymore. Well, you go you, out there and throw 100 pitches remember, every time uh, they go away. What was the name of the movie where the kid manages the twins? Oh, oh little that movie. Little Big League. Ass. Little Big League. You will shut your mouth, Mitch. What are you talking about? Yeah, you only hate that because it's you... you just don't like it because it's the twins. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not a good movie. Also, side note, like the third baseman. Like, like oh, God. It kind of look like Tom Frazier. The one that's dating the mom or whatever at the end. I was just going to say, I thought it was really funny how they just kind of breezed over that he was just dogging this kid's mom the whole Mitch, yeah. Also, the same guy who's made his daughter or his, his niece start choking on a hot dog at the field of dreams. Mitch, that's I'm going to hit you with the, that's a bad take. That's, that, that's a bad take. Bad you can say it's a bad take all you want. It's not a good it's movie. But anyways, in that movie, the fuck in that movie was that? I don't know, but in that movie, world rooting against you, when Billy Haywood first comes out to the, uh, the mound to take out the picture the first time. And he looks at him and he goes, go, Away, I feel like that's Lance Lynn this year for the White Sox. Pedro comes out to take him out. He's like, "Sit the fuck down! I'm throwing 160." Well, no, the Pedro's too scared. He doesn't even go yeah. out. He doesn't. Is even Joe Kelly? Is, is Joe Kelly Jonathan Albertson? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know that Kevin Elster is the shortstop, by the way, in that movie. That's the shortstop is Kevin Elster, the former uh, journeyman. Isn't PCA's mom the mom in the? Yes. Yes, PCA's yeah, Pete Crow Armstrong's yeah. mom, and then also uh, there's a an actor who is in Little Big League, but he also plays. If you've seen Spider Man, he's the guy that that kills Uncle Ben in, in the original Spider Man. But he also is Macho a former, man. huh? I thought that was Macho Man. No, no, that's that's the Bonesaw's really. Dude, no, Bonesaw, brother. Uh, what is his name? Um, gosh darn it, I always forget his name. Um, Michael Papa John. Michael Papa John played for LSU. Was a college baseball player. I think he played my own. Pizza. No, there's no way. <laughs> yep. Actually, <laughs> makes really shitty pizza. What? He played. Here you go. Here you go. He played. Uh, yeah, he was drafted by the Texas Rangers in 1985, uh, and then went and played for LSU. 
Um, Skip Bertman was his coach. They called him uh, Poppy. And uh, he was a member of the SEC Dude. Championship Baseball All-Tournament team. And he was teammates like with Mark Guthrie, Albert, Joey Bell, Barry Manuel. Um, that kid would have lost the locker room. There's no way they finish above 500. I'm sorry. It's not a good movie. There's a lot of plot holes. I do want to take a I do want to take a minute here. Find me another podcast in the vast sea of White Sox or White Chicago baseball podcasts that can start by talking about Lucas Giolito's six inning of no hit baseball and go into little big league full cast of characters. By the way, I saw that movie uh like before I was really into baseball, like hardcore. And I I thought Ken Griffey Jr. was like the biggest dick in the world. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I knew by the time that movie came out, I'm a little older. By the time I came, that movie came out, I already knew that I hated the Minnesota Twins. So I absolutely loved the ending to that movie. Oh, yeah. The ending's great. Love that. The ending only that redeeming movie. part of the whole film. Ken Griffey yes. Jr. Fired after that, or did they bring him back for another year? I think didn't he leave because he just wanted to be a kid? Yeah. But yeah. what the hell is going on? Not dedicated. Gets handed a job with nepotism, too, by the way. You know, no qualifications. It was like Tony La Russa before Tony La Russa. But he was a kid. But it is. Yeah, it was like the yeah. It's like Benjamin Button is a manager. You're only digging yourself a grave because it's one of the most renowned baseball movies. Oh, it's still a very bad take that you said it's a movie. Ball is better. I think Field of Jeans is overrated, but also better. I can go down a you're comparing okay. a bunch of dramas to a, a children's baseball movie. Rookie of the Year. There. That's Rookie the, of the Year, I would put ahead of it. Because you like the even, Cubs. Even though, it's, yeah, Mitch, Closet Cubs. Cubs fan. Northside Mitch. Let's talk no, about No, I it, mean, Mitch. that wasn't a good movie either, but. Leo, the old the twins where are you? Northside Mitch. <laughs> you're going to tell us you hate hardball too now? And you're going to be like sad that Michael B. Jordan dies at the end? Spoiler alert. Sorry, I like well-written movies, like Goodfellas. Actually, breaking news, guys. Mitch agrees with Jake Berger. St. Louis pizza is better. Jesus. That is absolute cap. (laughs) The cap. Yes, although don't be capping. Don't be, yeah. I try to say that that as Caucasian and dad as I possibly (laughs) could. What was the one Oh, remember last week, Mitch, Zoe was like, it's giving? Or something. What was he saying? It's, no, what I, I said something stupid. I can't. Was it, it wasn't like that. No, because I said something, and then Mitch was like, "Oh, you hate swag, but you use that <laughs> word." Yeah, 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 I forget. Fuck. Fuck, I forgot. Forget. too. Moxie. No, no, no. It was no, like it was, it was like, one of the words like a fifteen-year-old kid. It's used. like very gen. Yeah, it was pretty cringy. The, the truth is, though, look, we can we can make fun of Mitch for being a. He definitely lost all his swagger with that. And we can make fun of him for his little big league take, but what we can't is make fun of him for his pizza. He's that that that's you. We've drawn that line, and we went over. Oh, I got respect. Yeah, yeah no, I it's just, a little sacrilege right there. Like I, um, I, we know Mitch doesn't like St. Louis, but yeah, Lucas Giolito is great. So Lucas um, Giolito looks really good. <laughs> anyway, back uh, to well, then, like your delivery, and then so the no hitter got broken up on a fly ball that was between Luis Robert and uh, Benton Tendi. First of all, Benton Tendi should have just stopped running at Luis Robert, like. Peel, peel, peel. Yeah, peel, I mean, I don't understand peel. why he just was running directly at him. It was a bad play. I'm not sugarcoating it. I'm not defending it. But listen, Luis Robert arguably is in the running for a gold glove right now in center field. He's allowed to fuck up one play. That's why it's not his fault. It's Benetton's fault. Benetton, he's the center fielder. Benetton's oh, yeah. got to peel on that. That is Robert's ball. But Robert obviously heard footsteps and, and 
was protecting his body. I mean, what else can he do? Well, you could ben see. Kennedy needs to hit the Rosetta Stone and start learning how to calm off in Spanish. I mean, that's the only option. You, you, you. <laughs> that's actually not a bad idea. You would think. You, that... you, you. That's all you got to say. We it's... always expect the, the Cubans to like learn English. You know, how about one of these Americans learn some Spanish once in a while? You know, you level, level it out a little bit. The bare minimum. I, Calling I a baseball is a one uh, word. <laughs> I think we've uh, talked about this before. I still, I don't think I've heard Andrew Benintendi talk. I have no idea what he sounds like or what he. It's yeah. true. He does. He, does he sounds talk. like Lou Brown. If you've heard, no, I'm just kidding. What if he just has like a very? Honestly, what if he was like screaming his lungs out, but he just has a soft voice? Can't hear. Him. He, he sounds like little little Tiny Tim. <laughs> All right. So here's the play. Bad pitch, but anyways. Stop running right here. Stop. And he tried to pull up way too late. Now watch how frustrated Robert is when he throws it in because he knows that was his ball the whole way. That's the point I wanted to – that's the thing I wanted to is show you. Is the video moving? Or, or... Oh, am I, did I show it the play. wrong way again? Yeah, I hit play. I hit a play I button. Hit play, dick noses. It is not it's playing at not all. Saying, it's so. playing on my screen. Hold You're on. over here telling us about all this stuff happening, and we're like, look, it's a guy. We're like, wait, box. are you describing the entire nope. play before you Ellie? hit play, or are you watching? That's it. We never went right there, yeah. There we go. Oh, look now at that. Right, go, you go. have to share it a certain way. Bad pitch. Up it. Leaves it up. Right here. Stop Ready. running. Stop, 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 And he pulled it. Now watch how, watch how frustrated Robert is. Yep. Oh, yeah. Go back to Benetetti, first off. He's a left-handed left fielder. That's a backhanded catch. You don't want him making it in the first place. Yeah, you want your. I mean, it's a backhand catch for Luis Robert too. But he catches that if he doesn't see, you know. Yep, he's so flash in front of his eyes. But literally, stop running here. Stop. You pulled up way too late. And yep. Robert, who's been ran into, so a mad million times already in his career. Which thanks, Eloy. Um, I don't. I don't blame. He's got like uh, what do you call when a quarterback gets sacked a bunch? He's he's hearing Muy he's mal. Most. The Jay Cutler twitches. And he's seeing, he's yeah. seeing the ghost. He's seeing he's the, seeing ghost, the ghost. like uh, Sam Darn. Yeah, and he didn't want any. He just <laughs> whatever. They won the game, so it's not a big deal. Liam got his first save of the year. Fuck Josh Donaldson now and forever. And I, just, <laughs> I, I couldn't see it on camera, but I just know, I know he said something fucking stupid about Liam after he hit that home run. Like, take. He said something bad. I know it. He said something that would really piss everybody off. But he said it like in the clubhouse, like quietly to himself. But he's a jag off, and he probably said something like that. I know it. Fuck him. Um, but the, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say with like the pitching, and we've said this before, but the team lives and dies on their starting pitching. And in this mini ten game stretch where they've gone six and four, like you've seen it, out of those six wins they've had in their last ten. Three of them quality starts. The one that wasn't was Mike Clevenger going five scoreless innings. The other one was Cease going five and a third, only giving up a run. Mm -hmm. Like, if the starting pitching's good, then they're going to win some games. And that's been the formula all year. And I think that's why is, you know, the pitch calling thing, yeah, it's a little overplayed for Seb, but there is a lot of value in having a guy that calls a good game. Like, you look at that game with Lucas Giolito last night, that ump had a bad game, but Seb helped steal some strikes. Like, the pitch framing and game calling – definitely helped in that instance so when you're relying on your starting pitchers it doesn't hurt to have a good game caller back there no i and i agree i mean didn't we talk about it earlier this year too about like how, if you have a guy that is a good defensive catcher and calls a great game you're willing to like eat a 200 average yeah like I, that's a, that's a, that's a not, I'm, I'm okay with that if it was reversed and a guy was hitting like 30 home runs and what and he was a terrible fielder you're still gonna find a way to put him in the line 
Like, we'll make excuses for a guy that's hitting bombs. Like, why can't you do it on the defense then? And I don't think Seb's at the point where it's like you have to have him in because of his defense. But I do think there is room for a guy. If you're p- providing a lot of value defensively, then, like, yeah, like you said, this, like you can eat this, the air. That two homer game really saved – that really gave him, like, another month. Because it, it was getting – you have to admit, Mitch, it was getting close. Oh, okay, getting yeah. As I mean, I said it. For that home run, the defenses were running thin. The morale yeah, was low in the Sebi camp. In uh, one game, he almost caught up with Tim Anderson in WRC+. Plus. Yeah, I love how I mean, five of his 11 game. career home runs have come in two games. Yep. <laughs> Sebi bumped his slash line to – He bumped his slash line to 170, 204, 318 with an OPS of 522. Dude, well, a week ago, he had a 13 WRC+. Plus. Now, all of a sudden, it's like well over 25, I think. The, like the Cubs and White Sox have there we go. Over double backup hitting catchers in baseball with yep. Barnhart and Sebi. I, but at least, at least, hey, at least Sebi hit two home runs. Tucker Barnhart has a double. That's his only extra base. And uh, people, forgot, people forgot Sebi has a stolen base this year. Sebi has a plus war. It's point z- 0.1. Yeah. Defense, baby. Defense. Oh, that's good. Plus one. You, you gotta you gotta find that screenshot and just keep sending it to everybody. Who, he's like, hey, he's a val- he's, he's a positive player. <laughs> He's above replacement level. (laughs) So the White Sox did end up sweeping the Tigers. And to Mitch's point about the pitching in that series, uh, in game one of that series, you had uh, Dick Nose, fifth starter, go five innings. He only walked one person. I I can't stress this, how this walk number is absolutely vital. And struck out six. Uh, In game two, you had Dylan Cease, only walk three people, strike out six, and go five and a third. And then in the final game, Kopech went seven innings and only walked one person and had nine strikeouts. That's when the White Sox won the game. Yes, although I know Detroit's shit. I know they're fucking bum slaying. I know you're going to say that, but still. That- well, I, I would say yeah. for Lance Lynn, M- Michael Kopech has the stuff where I think it means more. Lancelin doesn't have the stuff. Lancelin, yeah. I mean, right now... <laughs> we'll take what we can get. If he's yeah. beating the Major League team, I don't give a crap who it is. Yeah, right now, Michael Kopech, I don't know what he's figured out, but he's figured something out. As long as he wears the right shoes, apparently. Fucking clowns. Um, <laughs> but that start against Detroit, seven full, only gave up three hits, two earned runs that came a little bit later. One walk, again, I can't stress that enough. Nine strikeouts. He threw 92 pitches, and 60 of them were strikes. That's a really good outing from a four-starter. Well, hey, he's, now he's technically – now he's your third starter because it's – if you redid the White Sox rotation right now, you'd probably go – well, you'd probably go Giolito, Copic, Cease. Yeah. yeah, Giolito, Copic, Cease. Clevenger. Clevenger, Lynn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I had an absolute – money tweet about Clevenger and I'm very mad at drinking enough love where I said Clevenger looks like the guy that tries to get the gas station guy to front him a pack of smokes because his girl gets paid next week but because he totally does but um <laughs> he looked pretty good coming back from his rehab stint I mean whatever you think about him I'm just talking about him as a baseball player you know and his start he threw 73 pitches 53 for strikes I mean that's a pretty good percentage there uh, to get five strong out of them. But again, the bullpen, for the most part, I'm not going to say they're good, but I'm going to say they're solid. They are solid. They've been getting the job done, yeah. And it's done. He hasn't given a run since mid-April. Yeah. Only given a one hit. Your guys, though. Yeah. 
Yeri plus it would go Geo, Clev, Kopik, Cease, Lynn. Well, there I you would, go. I you know, Clevenger. Clevenger and Kopik because fuck Clevenger. But yeah. Before, they, before the Clevenger, these came out after they signed it. Like this is kind of what I was expecting from. I know it was a long time and he had only pitched one year over 200 innings. Um, but I mean, I thought I thought this was very much in the work for for Clevenger to pitch the, as the good as he is. The stuff's there. He just doesn't go deep into games. Yeah. He and it always seems like he's working really hard to get out. And what no, was and what was good? The same, Cease does the same fucking thing too, though. Like he's at five innings and like ninety pitches. Like it, you, what, you, that's huge. The guys that, that are doing that are conserving their pitches are guys that that are that are supremely valuable too because they keep the ball out of the bullpen's hands. I think a lot and of it with Cease though is he just likes to nip. Like he'll get ahead in the count and he'll start like nibbling, and then all of a sudden it'll go from 0-2 to like a full count. Or he's like a, he's a strikeout guy that goes full a ton. You can't do that. You can't. Right. You can, you got to get your you got to get it done in the first four. It's like um, good old really uh, Rich Harden. Return is like nasty, but he's like five innings, 112 pitches. It's like, well, yeah. done. And I just think C still doesn't trust the slider, which still blows my fucking mind. And he gets behind in counts and then just tries to get too cute with it. He's Has anyone written why or like asked him why? Like, was there a start where his slider was like, like something and or something? And then he, I out. think, uh, I think the athletic covered it too, where the spin rate is. Is down. Is down, uh, especially on the curveball. So yes. he's he doesn't have like the the secondary pitches to go off of the slider. So people are just more basically just sitting on his slider, and then he mm. got touched up a little bit, and it's gotten to him. Well, you don't want that. You you don't want guys pitching scared. No. And what have we said about Cease his entire tenure in the major leagues? He's a between the ears guy. Mm-hmm. A huge between the ears guy and i'm afraid that once he keeps getting guys keep touching that slider he's gonna go away from it more and we're gonna get more 100 pitches in three innings type shit so um as good as the starting pitching and you know kind of the overall with the bullpen too has been lately the offense still I mean, it's great that Jake Brigger keeps hitting a home run like every other game uh, or, or like almost every home game. Um, but like none, like none of the guys are really uh, turning it on yet. No, I mean, we're seeing Tim Anderson figure it out a little bit, but again, it was against Detroit. Um, but I Take like, yeah, yeah. And I like what he's doing. Uh, Aloy's doing that annoying ass thing again, where he only hits when he plays the field. <laughs> I, it's it's yeah it's so annoying. Um, Vaughn's been okay situationally. The one that's fallen off the face of the earth, like I'm talking like Moncada, milk right? carton. Where are you? Type shit is Joan Moncada. Like not good, just brutal. Well, that's well, that's the other part. But remember, I think it was right after he came back. I think it was a week or two later. I think we talked about it briefly, uh, just in our group chat, not uh, on the show last week. Was like, well, he's just gonna have back pain. Like he, like he's just playing through it. When and I guess he has that bad reputation where, like, you know, he's soft, yep, made out of glass. I hate. But that then shit. you're kind of going back to last year where you know you had Luis Robert playing through something and he was bad. So like, is that just happening again? Yeah, oh. I mean, and I told and I said it in our chat and I'll say it here and I'm probably gonna catch shit for it. Mancada's that kid on your little league team that is fine until he fucks up and then he's hurt. That's good too. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh i got a good take out of mitch that's fuck can we clip that <laughs> um watch him though when he strikes out 
when he swings he strike pounced. three, he winces like, Ugh, you know, like. Well, it he hurts more when hit. you don't hit. Is that a thing? He's, he's sprinting down first and he's doing the Depending fucking whatever uh, at first base and all that shit. But he's that kid on every every single person that listens to the show right now is thinking of that kid that they played with. Because <laughs> or you were that kid. I'm looking at you, Ken W.O. Or you were that kid where when you fucked up, you all of a sudden were hurt. Well, it, like that's always been one of his biggest issues, which is also why it's so frustrating for White Sox fans. I remember writing this like last year, but like his body language is horrible. Like I think he like I think he cares about winning, but like he doesn't look like he does. Like when he made those two errors against Cleveland in that one must-win game, like you knew it was over because he's sitting at third base moping yeah. around and it's an extra innings. It's like the game's still on the line and he's he, he mopes. Bad body language. Some a flashback. So we had a guy that I played with in college. His brother was Juan Acevedo. He used to pitch for the Mets, I believe, or whatever. Uh, and every time he'd get lit, he'd go, time out, coach. I broke my arm. I cannot pitch. <laughs> every time he'd get lit. I broke my arm. He broke his arm. He broke his arm again. Like, oh, we're down four. Never mind. I get it. But it was, sorry, you brought that up. Let me laugh. Cause... All right, hold on. I'll be right back. Since the other dog went to the Rainbow Bridge, the little dog gets lost and just starts barking. So I got to go get her and bring her down here. Otherwise, she's going to keep barking. Um, Andrew Bentendi still has the highest average on the White Sox. Discuss. That man kind of bad. World. How does he not have any home runs yet? How does the White Sox have the highest on-base percentage of anybody in the entire team is 333? No. God. <laughs> well, they don't walk. I mean, the highest... Highest is three thirty three. Okay, like they, they don't walk. They've never walked. Yeah, they don't walk. Yeah, and that's that's that was supposed to be at least Juan Moncada was like the one guy who even when he was going bad was like, oh well, at least he'll draw. Yeah, he's not walking. Now he's not even doing that. So you move the line. You got to move the line. More opportunities. I mean, hats off then to the pitching staff because the offense again hasn't. It's had its like. Drew, Drew hit it on bit. the head right there. But Juan Moncada, yeah. At, <laughs> How's that striking out? <laughs> that's actually that's that's in the running for comment of the year, Drew. That's yeah, I, I'm putting that We've in the nomination. We've talked about it too. Is some guys don't know how to fail, they don't know how to struggle, and sometimes it compiles and then it becomes a, you know a, one snowflake turns into a tiny little snowball that eventually turns into an avalanche, um, just based on mental the mental approach and how someone fails. Some guys are impervious to it. That's why you love those guys that don't give two shits what the numbers say. Um, Matt Mervis said it for the Cubs the other day. He's like, I gotta, I gotta keep stop thinking about it. I'm hitting the ball hard. Eventually, they're going to fall. And the biggest trap that a baseball player falls into, especially a hitter, is you could be hitting piss missiles after piss missile, but it's right at somebody. And there's that doubt that 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 really wants it's it's the it's the enemy, right? Um, 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 Augie Garrido, the old University of Texas coach, um, you know, rest in peace, one of my favorite coaches of all time. You know, he says that, you know, fear is the demon and, and doubt is the demon and you've got to overcome the demon because it's always trying to slip in there and really take away your ability to, to just to keep on it, trusting the process. And guys like, you know, you see with Giolito, that's why I think, again, you're seeing Luis Robert show maturity with his bounce back. Yes. He had, remember, he has a couple bad stretches and then he gets it right back. Some guys, the wheels come off and they never get back on. And I think some of that might be, and I'm just speculating here, but a guy like you, Amon Kata, he's a former number one prospect. He gets traded to the White Sox. He's expected to be a face of the franchise. Everyone's hyping him up, and things got off to a rough start, and I think it's very easy to lose confidence after that when you have that much expectation. Like, he got paid by the White Sox before he'd really, like, done anything. 
and he's getting extended. That's like that's a lot of pressure to put on him. And when the results aren't there, I think it's very easy to get frustrated. Yep. True. That's uh, what the mental side. The other bit of White Sox news that surprisingly we've made it a half hour into the show and I haven't been very happy about it and talked about it yet is Hanser Alberto. Smell you later. See you never. Bye. Were you hashtag done with him? Was he a hashtag done casualty? He, was, or was he, he wasn't, but he it didn't was even close. make it that far. He, he was just straight, just annoying nepotism on this team. <laughs> he he had, well, it had to be either him or Elvis. Yeah, I'm, I was fine with them. Keep them one. You can't keep both. The your options aren't great. It's like, do you want to be shot in the face or the back of the head? Like, what do you? <laughs> there, nothing's good there. The only thing that's saving the second base position has been the emergence of Romy Gonzalez, uh, who's been playing really solid. Uh, I think second base is his until he loses For it. Now. Um, I know it's the running White Sox Twitter joke about Missy Carroll. Uh, DMing him and you know fixing the season. There you can see it live. Her congratulating him after a home <laughs> run. Uh, also, tell me, Romy does not look like a little kid that stole his dad's clothes when he puts that shit on. That shit's hilarious. But um, very happy though. I, I'm I'm coming around on Romy Gonzalez. Yeah, he's he's playing. I mean, going back to real quick to um, Hanser. You knew it was be- you knew it was not going to work out when before the season, and this is where like my big red flag was like Chuck Garfine and everyone's like trying to hype him up. He played multiple positions. He's really good in the clubhouse. They had the Dodgers general manager uh, on the White Sox talk podcast talking about what an impact that Hans Alberto made. I was like, wait a second, the Dodgers are still contending. They had a chance to bring him back, and they wanted nothing to do with him. Like, that right. tells me all I need to know. That a team like the Dodgers that's trying to win a World Series did not want this guy. And then we were dumb enough, oh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take him. Like, that's how you got to know, like, this thing wasn't going to work out. Right. And, I mean, they kept – when they're doing their, like, overall evaluation of the move, the first thing they would talk about is, plays really good with Pedro. It's like, no, <clears throat> coach's son, fuck out of here. <laughs> like, that's that's not a good – first step there um well rami's general manager's son i was gonna say it was a battle of manager son yeah. versus general manager I guess, yeah i guess so <laughs> that that makes sense hold on i gotta find there it is My oh boy. i was gonna ask you this and i think i mean i think it happened in game one against the yankees but and I, th- I know he has i mean the splits between home and road are, are ridiculous but I mean, I, I've had it with uh, with David Ross and a few Cubs players. Like you guys, like need Jake Berger in the lineup every game. Like, it why is he nice. not playing every single so game? So here's why Jake Berger is not playing every single game. And as I put, so Jake Berger hits a game winning grand slam, which was a fucking absolute, just fucking piss missile, one way ticket out, grand slam to win the game. That's great, um, but I'm gonna pull him up here. Let's talk splits. Uh, Jake Berger at home, 346, 395, 846 with an OPS of 1.241. Games on the south side, Jake Berger needs to be in that lineup. Now let's talk about on the road. Jake's line is 148, 203, 259 with an OPS of 462. He has eight hits in 54 at-bats and only one homer and three RBI. So he's not a road dog. He's not a road dog. And okay, okay. 
that you comfortable, are you comfortable with that the rest of the way? So here's my thing, though. I put that tweet out when game one lineup, and I'm like, how do you not put Jake Berger in after what he just did in that series against Detroit? And everyone, right, I got like 50 fucking replies. Like, Look at his road and home splits. And I'm like, okay, guys, I get it. I really wish people would read replies so they don't say the same shit other people say. Anyways, huge pet peeve of mine. Anyways, um, he's not going to get better at road games by getting splinters in his ass. They're going to need to figure out a way to get him into the lineup on some of these road games. Now, the White Sox don't have a really great schedule to be fucking around with that lately because they got two more in New York with the doubleheader because of the fucking Twilight Zone shit. And then they get three at home versus Miami and then three in Los Angeles where you don't really want to fuck around with the lineup there. And then, okay, the three in Seattle, maybe you throw Jake Berger in the lineup and then a big homestand. And then L.A., Oakland, okay, you can fuck with Jake Berger there. Like, that's where I'm saying you put him in. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say bum slain, but let the man get a little confidence on his belt on the road. And also, maybe we do a little psych eval and figure out why the fuck he can't hit on the road. You know, it's got to be now, something. I haven't looked at the other numbers for the guys. So, like, who would be replacing him? And then it's Eloy and then Sheets, who would, like, or maybe sometimes Grandol DHing? Basically. Like, what are their numbers? Are their numbers, like, that much better? Well, Grundle's been pretty solid this year. I'll uh, give him that. Are you talking about on the road? <clears throat> yeah, like, just so like when they're in there and he's not. Let's start with Aloy. Uh, splits. Aloy. You're right. Those, uh, Aloy, those fucking, splits are rough. Aloy is fucking trash on the road, too. Aloy at home, 321, 357, 462. Aloy away from the south side. 160, 250, 360. And so I mean, the Sox, that's a small, so what I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> Sox need a home side. team and they need a road team. <laughs> yeah. Smaller sample side. Now let's look at Grandal. We're all about accurate numbers here, too, folks. Make sure you put that in your reviews on the show. Live stats. Uh, split to the second. Okay. So Grandal is actually better on the road. Okay. There you go. Okay. Okay. All right, so there you go. So Grandal at home, 250, 313, 342 on the road, 261, 337, 420. OPS at home, 655. OPS on the road, 757. He has three homers on the road and one at, on the south side. So okay, okay, okay. Grandal is better. And then who's the last one? Sheets? Uh, yeah, I guess it would be Sheets. Yeah, it would be Sheets. But Oh, Mitch, don't worry about your speeding ticket. When Clint Frazier finally hits a home run, I'll just pay it for you. All right, all right. So I got to root for Clint Frazier to hit some bombs. I'm gonna keep betting that fucker to hit a home run until he does it. Is he? What's the? Because I think Andrews has been back right since Hanser was DFA'd. Yep. So like, what's Frazier's role been now? Is he still playing? He's what's he? Do? What's he? He's do? basically a plug. He's a getaway day, fourth out injury fill in outfielder. Okay. Okay. Um, hey, you know what? That's fine. Okay. Gavin Sheets. Gavin Sheets better on the road. Uh, at home, 215, 293, 354 with an OPS of 647. On the road, 258, 333, 484 with an OPS of 817. He has three homers on the south side, four homers on the road. Gavin yeah, Sheets. So that's she- not drastic enough for I'm like, ah, I'm only I'm only playing him on the road. 215 to 258. I mean, yeah, but I, paralysis by analysis. Yeah, but I also get that there's the whole lefty righty shit and all that stuff. Like, uh, well, I mean, the other question is like you brought up Eloy being terrible road, so like, 
you gonna you gonna stop playing Eloy on the right? No, you're not. And I mean, which person, and that's the thing. Jake Bigger has been overall. Jake Bigger has been better than Eloy. So why is the conversation? And you don't even fair? know what you have with Gavin. She Gavin Sheets has gotten five at bats this season total versus lefties. Well, there's a reason for that. We well, already I, know what he is. Well, I, well you I guys haven't. That, like, <laughs> we haven't had a lefty lefty home run since fucking Zach Collins. Oh man, that's crazy. I mean, how depressing is that? Talk about. I mean, Tony Larusa was really sticking to the splits there. He wasn't. He he wasn't batting any lefties against. No. Uh, I wonder how many did did that tweet say how many at bats it's been? No. Like how many times have has the lefty even faced? Though? Um, Tim in the comments asked, "When is Cole is coming back up?" Uh, how is he doing? I don't know. I, I have to find like accurate we... stats because that <laughs> shit I did last time. That was a bad luck. That was a bad, that was, that bad was really time. bad luck, dude. Really bad luck. I'll own that, but shit. Uh, yeah, I got Billy, you. I got you. I'll look it up. Let's see. You got Billy Hamilton starting his rehab stiff in AAA, and the best part is he's just practicing being a pitch runner, man. God, you got to love Billy Hamilton. Billy <laughs> Hamilton is a Such a people, vibes guy. Big vibes guy. Also knows, uh, knows his role. He's a fucking menace on the base pass, so he's in AAA right now, just pitch running because he's waiting for the call up for when the White Sox have the luxury of carrying a guy who can't hit, but is a menace on the base pass on the major league roster. I mean, Billy's not bad at defense too. So. No, I don't think he's as good of a defender as people make him out to be, but he is a very like you know you can do a lot worse than Billy Hamilton in the outfield. Yeah, uh, Loaf, we just threw like twenty things out there. What are you being quiet about this time? He was the one that called you out on the. Uh, Bogus. Oh, oh yeah, no, I I'll wear that. That was so fucking. That was like one of my worst, I guess, moments. I don't know. Oh, Jake Marisnik got traded to Detroit too during this last. What, week. like half a jar of pickles? Uh, cash considerations. Oh, All right, baby. Bitch, use your pitcher, man. Use your pitcher. This is your time. <laughs> Sorry, I was responding to something. <clears throat> what is that? Sorry, dropping the ball over there, Fids. Are right, you guys ready? Yes. For Oscar Claus, got it. Always, if you guys you, want wait, to look up, wait. Uh, before you do this, are you sure? Yes, because okay. you go to you go to Fangraphs, so you can look at the game. Ah, uh, Fangraphs, yes, yes, yes. And you can enter dates. So you got optioned uh, May second, as we that was like the day that the White Sox made like eleven roster rooms. Yeah, that was like D Day for White Sox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he has played in twenty eight games since then. He has a slash line of pretty solid slash line 306, 392. The slug is a little down, 435, kind of, you know, okay, not not bad, but not great. Uh, WRC plus of 112. Uh, good walk percentage, 11.2 walk percentage, strikeout rate was, 20%, uh, which is that's above uh, average or right around I think average. That was a point here. of emphasis on his sundown. Was um, I do so the OP, the OPS is at 827, and and again he's hitting <laughs> three 306, 392 on base. That's very high. But mm-hmm. as Kevin has, uh, we've been talking about lately, the AAA numbers, <laughs> the AAA numbers uh, we, are. Was, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. 32 at bats, 469 batting average. 575 OBP, 1.419 OPS. Can you trust that? Yeah. Person's well, name gotta, is Nick Magical. I was going to say, you have to tell the people who you, who's doing Nick it. Nick Magical has a 1.4 OPS. In, Nick, he's trying to skin here. He just needs to be in the right situation. He has so, how many extra base hits already? My God. 
Nick Madrigal, Triple A legend. Yeah. But um, call him back up. Patrick I mean, he's he's Take him the third well, baseman. but it's not like it's he's not going crazy either. But he's not at least he's not struggling, which is good. Yep. He's so, getting better at the areas that you know the Sox want him to get better at. So. Well, I don't know what they what they the, what do you guys big, think they do? The them? biggest thing that I read about the Colas send down was they really wanted him to work on pitch selection. So out of all those numbers, we all know he's got pop. We all know, you know, he's able to hit basically. So whatever, it's better than him not hitting, but him hitting over 300 in AAA doesn't really move the needle for me. Right. It's it's the walk rate and the strikeout percentage. That's encouraging. Uh, I mean, it's an easy call up if you know you just call him up, throw Clint Frazier back down or something like that. But um, he obviously was sent down there with a checklist, and I feel like, oh well, we all know Rick Hahn loves checking all the boxes. Remember, remember <laughs> yeah. that with Luis Robert. Um, but I feel like they're gonna call him up when, the, when he's good and damn well ready. I mean, I, I don't think there's a rush. No, I agree. That's just where I'm at. So I guess to answer your direct question, Tim, we don't know. Because <laughs> we don't know what that checklist looked like. I know, again, from reading the, the interviews and stuff like that, um, there was a big emphasis on pitch selection. And by those numbers, it indicates that he's trending in the right direction. Well, see, and that's the thing. Like, now that Berger has emerged as, like, there's no way. Like, he's on the roster. He's a guaranteed guy. Yep. That moves Eloy into, like, the right field situation more often. So you don't really want to – even if it's like, all right, well, Clint Flager isn't really doing anything. But you don't want to call up Oscar Colas to just sit on the bench. It's like, that that doesn't do him any good either. That does him nothing. So that's a good, great point as to why he might be down there. Is because they don't want it. They want him to yeah, continue to be an everyday player. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that may that might be a situation where he maybe he's not even up in, unless there's an injury, true. or and like, or maybe until September. I feel like an injury will definitely escalate the process, and yeah, maybe. If so, I had to place a bet, though, I think he gets called up before September. Okay. Well, this actually brings me to something that I really did want to talk about, like an actual baseball topic I want to talk about today. Um, friend of the show. No more movie, movie talk? Well, you, we're probably going to derail 100%. Chet uh, Friend Dead. of the show, everybody's Uncle Beef Loaf. Oh. Uh, wrote you hear a great, that sound? <clears throat> that was the desk. Uh, wrote a great, what I thought, great write-up about how he is all in on the White Sox being buyers oh. at the trade deadline. And as good friend of the show, Drew pointed out here in the comments, the Twins just lost. They just got walked off by Tampa Bay. Some, I, I don't even know how to like put this into words. Somehow the White Sox are four games out of first place right now. You did really well. On June 7th. It's just I all right, Dick. <laughs> that was such a dad teacher joke. Oh, that was definitely a teacher joke. One hundred. Can I go to the bathroom? I don't know. Can you? I don't know. Can uh, you? May yeah. you or can you? Huh? Yeah. Um. Somehow the White Sox on June seventh, when we're recording this, are only four games out of first place. Now, fuck the records. They're four games out of first place. That's all that matters right now. 
I can count that high. Yeah, I don't know. I don't care how they win a division. I don't care what they got to do as long as they do win the division. Now, again, I strongly encourage all of you to go and read this write-up by Beef, but he breaks down, you know, where the White Sox are currently at with a lot of these contracts that they signed with the players, like how many years and whatnot. And, you know, we all know where Lucas Giolito is. We all know where Tim Anderson is. Basically, Luis Roberts is the only one that – and uh, Vaughn are locked up for the long haul, but uh, these other guys are all, you know, whatever, kind of getting towards the what are we going to do with them role. I really feel like they are in a position now where everyone, and I'm saying everyone, there's no asterisk here, there's no but here. Everyone on the farm system should be fair game for the White Sox to go for it to win the division this year. What's your first need, though? What do you want? Who are you going after? Who's your? Do we have anyone that's desirable, though? Like that's the one thing. And I'm all for like buy, buy, buy. But like, you need to have something to buy with. It's good. Probably our best prospect. Like he's hurt. Like so, how much value does he really have? Closer McGovern already like kind of tanked his value because people have gotten see him. Like I don't know how much we have to buy all that much. All right. So let me rephrase that. Everyone on the farm is available. And my list of untouchables on the major league roster is probably like three guys. Mm. That's right. If you're going to go all in though, you better think that like, if if you're going to be selling like that, then you better think you have a world series caliber team. Because I'm not selling the farm just to win a crappy division and get our asses handed to us in the first round. Well, would you agree that the White Sox have, the White Sox should be better than their record right now? Yes. And they they are one of those teams that if they made it to the dance could easily be the like the Phillies of last year. No. You don't think they have the whole no. to do that. The offense I, is I not disagree. Good. I thought they had a better team in twenty well, maybe not. I, I think arguably you could say they had a better team. We just team read the numbers though. Oh I know. That, I know what they did. <laughs> I also still think just guys are very much underperforming. But We've been saying that for a while. They have been for two years. They, like, at some either. point, you are what your record says you are. Like, That's I want to believe that these guys are going to become super, but like, it just hasn't happened. Like, you are what you are. And I think they're better than what the record shows. But if you're going to sell the farm system, like, to just to win this crappy division, like, it's not worth it. You sell and you go all in when you think you have a team that can win a World Series. But it's a bottom three farm system. So it's not like you're losing much. I think you can, I mean, you're, you guys aren't going to be like going all in to get like, um, it's not like you're trading for an ace pitcher. Like you'd be, you right. guys would be trading for like a depth, like fifth starter. What are you doing? And like, kids? you could do that. Definitely. I would like to interest you in this, uh, Marcus Stroman. No, for a stop with the Cubs career. shit. We're not doing Cubs stuff. He's the best oh, pitcher uh, oh, yeah. Stroman That's it. That's it. Nice White Sox, White Sox don't, have, don't want, uh. Stroman would yeah. be it. You don't want the number one league I mean, I guess, yeah. Yeah, but the first of all, Stroman's made it very clear he doesn't want to go to the south side. So, well, that was when Tony was there. I know he's yeah. gone now. You, you get a chance and you fucked it up. No, well, that's the thing. That's the thing, Kevin. The White Sox, like, like we talked about, and like I didn't read Beef's Beef's article, and like I don't know at what level he's saying to buy, but the Sox can't buy at that level. No. And this is this is a good summary of it. I look forward <laughs> to Colson Montgomery playing well on the 2026 White Sox when they're 67 and 95. And I agree with that too. Like I, I'm with you, though. Like, yeah, no one should be off the table, prospect. Yeah. I just, and I, I guess I should have 
But let's not just trade people just to trade people. No, never trade people just to trade people. But I don't, I'm not, my expectations aren't like they're going out and trading for like the top two best second, like, oh, well, yeah, that's not a one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. Words go ahead, bolster, bolster, right? Yes, position wise, what's your top priority? Like, looking at the team right now, who do you want? Just position wise, you don't have to say player, just what? Oh, I know. Um, well, second base, but I know Romy's been playing well, and I feel like that's solidified. They need a bat. A they, they need a, yeah, I, I don't think it's more of a position. OPS? I think it's more of, of a what. And they need, obviously, because of the offensive numbers we read, they need a bat, preferably an outfielder. But once they get an outfielder, that's going to cause a whole clusterfuck, but they need a bat. Okay. And second base is still not solidified at all, in my opinion. Uh, and probably going to need a fifth starter. Okay. See, like when they were buyers in 2021, I was fine with Kimbrel not working out because you saw they're being aggressive, and that looked like a team at the time that had a chance to win the World Series. This team doesn't. So if I'm like, you better be, if you're gonna trade a Colson Montgomery, you be, you better be damn sure you're getting a piece in return that's actually going to make a significant impact. Like I'm not trading a prospect for some supplemental move so we can compete for going 500 to win the division when we're going to lose. Cause it's not, I, I, I don't know. So like, here's so, my question guys. Do you think that Colson Montgomery is worth trading for a rental that, that can put you over the edge or is Colson Montgomery, someone that you trade for someone that has control. They're more than one piece away though, from being like a rental player away. Like they, there's, there's a lot of holes in the team where like, I would be fine trading them for a rental. If so, you thought they like they need more than just a rental. Gotcha. I, I know we're caught up on Colson Montgomery, but they also have like a Brian Ramos, a Noah Schultz. Sure. Um, but also my long and short of it is I want them to do what they need to do to win a shitty division. I'll air. This is I throw out. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, bitch. Go Could you? Look at you guys. Because Giolito is going to price his way out of Chicago. Most likely you could trade Lucas. Could you trade Giolito? And possibly get something in return in the bat part because he's got some value, but you're probably not going to afford him next year. The only thing that makes me nervous about that is how bad Lance Lynn has been. No, that is fair. Um, and I mean, we can do this all day with the two sided coins to everything. Now, the biggest fear I have with regards to the buy, 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 which I'm not backtracking, I'm still team buy. I don't trust the motherfuckers buying, I don't trust Mm. Rickon, I don't trust Kenny. (laughs) I don't trust any of it. And I mean, like it, for them to trade like a Lucas Giolito, it has to be a home run of a trade. Cause right. otherwise you are not going far without Lucas Giolito. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like, and that's my thing is I just, I don't, I guess this sucks because it kind of kills everything I've been saying, but I just don't trust the dudes that are, doing it and i would rather buy too than selling selling's no fun i would i, I, I want to be I team buy. it just doesn't make like they definitely I just don't would not sell yeah, i think no, you I guys know. can do a and i think it maybe ends up in the, in the same situation at the end where back in 2019 the nl central wasn't that good either i think the who wanted that the cardinals when i think uh like high 80s wins maybe maybe low 90s but they got hot at the end uh the cubs struggling high expectations similar to the Sox, where it's like wait 
You guys are supposed to be better. Not. They trade for Nick Castellanos. Mm-hmm. He was awesome, but he was a rental. He was awesome. He made a difference on offense, but it still wasn't enough. The Cubs had, like the Sox, Whoa. other issues. Yeah. Right. Um, that that slam. Iconic. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I still remember. The, I still remember like... coping so hard. I'm like, ah, it's it's no big deal. Like, yeah, they they've been losing games like this all the time. Like, yeah, it's just it's just another loss in Philly. And it's fucking Derek Holland. Um. <laughs> The Cubs traded a couple pitchers to the Tigers for him. Uh, one of History. them is ended up being good, Alex Lang. He's oh, a yeah. pretty good reliever for them now, but you know, it mm-hmm. took them a few years to get established. Tough series against baseball. The I think there's a similar route where I, I I haven't seen like the the pending free agents for next offseason, but like that could be like a similar move where you don't necessarily need a top level prospect to get a quality guy who can make a difference. Now at the end. Is that enough to get you over over the top in a bad division? That's you know left to be seen. But the good thing is that you can still have like what another seven, six, seven, eight weeks to see to patch up those other holes. Hopefully for you guys. This but, is the insane part about the season, by the way, for both leagues too. It's not even just it's not an American League or a National League thing. There these divisions that are where these teams are all so equally average. It's again it's that Spider Man meme where everybody's pointing back at each other because. It, it you're a good 10 day stretch of good baseball from being in first place in your division. Everybody is that's, that's insane to me. I mean, the national league is way more condensed. I mean, you've got, got uh, the worst team in the national league is what four and a half, five games out of the wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, and the white Sox, you know, I mean, at this point, as poor as they've played, you know, the Cubs and the white Sox are basically passing each other like ships in the night at eight games under 500. And both of them are in this thing. And so this is the hardest part. Usually at this point in the season, right? You've got a general understanding of who's going to be selling because teams are like, you know, so far out of the race already here in June that it's, it's no question. The problem is everybody is still kind of right there. And so it's like, you almost don't want to sell too early because you sell too early. You wave the white flag and you see what, like what the Cardinals was it last year. The Cardinals were terrible. And then all of a sudden turned it on at the end and, and went on this massive run, to, you know, to get into the postseason and things like that. You don't want to be a team that waves the white flags and watch some team, you know, cruise right past you like like Seabiscuit. So that's what makes this so interesting for all these teams is that everyone's going to have to kind of like figure out, can we compete for an actual World Series championship with this roster that we have or if we add these things? And if, you don't, if you're not competing for a World Series championship, there's no point in making the moves if you've done the analysis because you're just making moves, like you said, don't make a trade just to make a trade. If right. you don't believe that you can add these pieces and win a World Series, beat the best teams in your, in your league and at least be, you know, getting to the postseason is huge because you're dancing, you're dancing, right? You give everybody has a chance when you're dancing, but more so you have a better chance every time you're in a different, you know, you're in the NLCS, ALCS, and then you're in the world series. All of a sudden four or five really good games and you're a world champion. I mean, it's, it's, it's what makes it so weird, but everyone's so like, if you can't do that, there's no point in trading. So, I mean, how far do these teams all go where they've decided, okay, this is like the, this is our, this is our, um, Mason Dixon line of when we're going to stop the analysis and we're start making moves. Like, how are we four weeks out from that? Are we maybe six weeks out? The way that everything's so paired, we it feels like nobody can really make that decision because everybody's kind of equally milky toast. Yeah, well, like, we got Han and Chris Getz crunching the numbers. It takes a little <laughs> bit longer too. I mean. Like, I, like I was going to say, let's say this kind of keeps up, um, but the, uh, I mean, I, I, what, what were we saying like before at the All Star break? Like, if there were like five, five to seven games back, like you would still go for it. But let's say it's yeah. that situation. You know, like all right, so we can forget about the records. It's a bad division. It's it's a bad team is going to win it. 
but it's like, you know, mid-July, you're kind of still five games back, four or five games. But like the Baltimore Orioles call up, they offer an unbelievable, at least on paper, we don't know, prospects are prospects, unbelievable package to Rick Hahn for Lucas Giolito. Like, do they blink? Because again, like Kevin said, it's everyone is so tight, it's so close. I think that's going to affect teams waiting longer. So the teams that want to make a move, maybe they're more desperate. And they're like, hey, no one wants to make a move. We have to up our offer or something. Mm-hmm. Do you do it that like, do you, are you, but then, and how many then, moves do you make? Once you trade Julio, that's, that's the wide flag. He's your best pitcher. Right yeah. Like, that's like, the division's so bad. You could, like, if you're restocking for next year and you could still well, contend for that crappy ass division. Minus right. And like since, Jesse Schulten starting every fifth day. Since April 30th, the White Sox are 20 and 14. The Tigers are 16 and 17. The Twins are 15 and 19. The Guardians are 15 and 19. <laughs> and the Royals are 11 and 23. Six games over 500. That's a good. Yeah. Well, stretch. no. The, the reason I'm bringing this up, though, is this. They should still win the fucking division. Yeah. At this yeah. pace, and, now they will. And I know we're living in this conversation where we're talking about like these, like big time trades. I'm more talking about to what Fid said, just to kind of bolster the roster, so you don't have guys like Clint Frazier on your bench. So you're not, you know, completely fucked if one of your starting pitchers goes down. Mm-hmm. Like that, I don't need this. Okay. Okay. Fine. Okay. Fine. 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 We'll get you can have Drew Smiley. We'll take Montgomery. That's fine. You guys haven't had a left hand starting pitcher in like a decade, right? No, we're gonna keep that streak alive. That's one of the few things we have going for us. But (laughs) I don't even know like who's available at the trade from like other teams. Obviously, I know the White Sox stuff, but I don't even know who is. I mean, yeah, looking at the standings right now, look, the American League Central up to date, like with some of the finals already coming in. There are only seven teams above 500, two at 500, six below 500. Yeah. National League, there are only one, two, three, four, five, six teams over 500. The rest of the league is at 500 or below. All right, so let's talk about teams <laughs> that would be sellers. Like, the, <sighs> who's a, who's a seller right now? Like right now, you don't like, and you can't and you cannot say any AL Central team. I can tell the you right now. A. I can tell you one team that could do oh, it. <laughs> I can tell you one team that could do it. Oh no, that's the thing. I can't tell you. I was gonna tell you the Cardinals, but the NL Central sucks. Yep. They can no. they can have can a say, two No, they play. still down here in Cardinals land. They still believe they can win that division. Oh, uh, you could talk about Oh, here we go. The the Rockies and the Washington Nationals. There's they could be sellers. Um, all right. And then and then the Oakland A's on the Oh, a little Candelario action for the Sox. What's San Diego doing? Man? Solid, Sitting at twenty nine and thirty. That would actually be not a bad pick. San Diego's eight games out of yeah, but San Diego the they, they they're not trading, dude. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Smart individual said they weren't going to be that good during the preseason <laughs> picks. Don't know who that was, but I mean, as far as wild, they're three and a half still, games out of the wild card. Yeah. It'd be a wild card team. There's only, it's only four teams, that the division. There's only four teams right now that you can say because of their divisions or records are like, okay, they're clear sellers. It's the Royals, the A's, the Rockies, and the Nationals. That's, That's, That's it. That's it. The Royals. Now that I are St. Louis, the, is St. Louis the worst team in the NL? Eight and yes, half. dude. They have 25. They have the least amount of wins in the National League. 
but that's the thing. Like in a few days, it could be the Cubs. And the, the Nationals are seven games. Out, the seven. The Nationals are seven games out of the wild card. St. Louis is seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the like, Rockies. They don't think they can make the playoffs though. If St. Louis continues this way, <laughs> I don't crazy. think he's been that good this year. But if you want a cheap starter, Jack Flaherty is going to be free yeah. agent. Do you want yep. Jack Flair? That's another. That's another Brian Cat or Ethan Katz guy. Ethan yeah, I was Katz gonna say, guy, isn't yeah. that same high school as Julito, right? Yeah, Lucas, their boys. Good connection. Don't they hate There's him in St. Louis because he's he's uh, well, not a dickhead. Like Flaherty's a dickhead though. Um, and I mean, does I mean, we can go around again. The doesn't Colorado got a Cubs decent farm system? You can call. You can. They have a right fielder. You guys are an outfielder. You could trade for. I heard he's pretty good. I don't want Chris Bryant's contract. I was no, I was talking about uh, Mc, Ryan McMahon, but sure. I, I, Ryan um, McMahon, not another guy who plays so, positions. Plays all these positions. Ryan McMahon. I'm, that, uh, you think I was joking with you, though? You actually. No, I know. You, Col- Colorado, Colorado's best prospect is like a kid named Zach Veen, who's in Double A. Uh, his ETA to the majors is 2024. You, you don't want prospects, yes. right? No. Um, I'm just, yeah. What about this scenario? Rockies are like, oh man, all right, just take KB's contract. You guys don't even have to like give us much. You, you, why would you want that? Isn't I would hurt? take that. It's, it's just a little. Oh, my money. It's just his heels banged up. He's coming back on. He's probably the, uh, tomorrow, Friday. He has Friday? a seven nineteen LPS. He's fine. Just sore. It actually is the thing that was bugging him. By the way, it's, what, what do they want for him? That's the thing. Just take his contract. Just take the contract. Oh, just, just, just take the Cardinals contract. and Nolan Arenado. Dude, I really fucking hate that Chris Bryan is not what I thought he was going to be. The fucking injuries, man. They such a bummer. Injuries suck. Um, I mean, I guess if they're just taking the contract, especially with his versatility. Oh, that's well, the thing. That. that is your big contract for like the next 15 years. Well, that, so you have yeah. to know that while you're taking it. You're not spending. Well, it's not like we're going to spend that money on a big contract anyway. anyway. In this bizarro world, then yeah, you know, why not? (laughs) You don't have a Saudi prince coming in, saving the day. Oh, Uh, by the way, did you get? What did you guys answer? Be truthful. For Chris Bryant, you didn't see that poll question. Oh, I did. I I actually did say because I'm so used to them not spending money anyway. Oh, Ken's thing. Yeah, I I kept my morals. Yeah, I don't want it. Um, will you guys all the fids will you please answer Troy in the comments nobody wants Patrick Wisdom that's the fourth time or third sorry Troy sorry Troy nobody we'll have to actually give somebody cash considerations to take Patrick Wisdom at this point I'm not sure why anyone wouldn't want our our Pinwheels and Ivy National League starting third baseman all-star once I did a deeper dive like I was looking at it because like he was available in our fantasy league and like Fitz has been saying it for a while it's not that I didn't believe him look at the numbers like his game by game split it's like oh my god like Fitz is totally right about this guy I don't watch the Cubs every day. Like you look at his numbers, like, oh man, like look at all these homers. Like the OPS is pretty high. This guy's an all-star. And then you see like every game is like 0 for 4, 0 for 4, 0 for 4. Oh, he hey, was this- he was amazing in like the first three and a half weeks of April. And then the past yeah, six weeks he's, he's been he's one of the worst hitters in baseball. Basically, if he doesn't hit a home run, he's worthless. He had, yeah. he had five hits, or did, well, no, what did he have? Yeah, he had he had a two homer game. He had like I think four home runs in the month of May, but 
he had like six hits or something like that, or eleven hits total, or something like that. He, he yeah, drove in literally. He, 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 yeah, no, yeah. Uh, but that's that's what happens. With, it's, it's it's you know it's more of a, like it's a Yerman Mercedes thing. It's some of these guys they can't adjust, and that's the thing that happens with some of these guys. So I mean, the thing with wisdom is we saw it last year at the trade deadline when he actually still hadn't been bad yet. He was he usually approaches bad at the beginning of June and you know into you know, July, August, September, obviously, but. He wasn't even bad then at that point. He was okay last year at the trade deadline for the most part, numbers wise. And nobody fucking wanted him either. Like he has zero trade value last year with that cheap contract and nobody even kicked the tires on Patrick wisdom. That tells me the league knows what Patrick wisdom is. You can only pull the wool over somebody's. I mean, they have enough analytics to know that Patrick wisdom is who he is. And that's not commiserate with a winning team. So a winning team is not going to give up something to take in someone that's not going to help them and benefit them. And the guy that disappears for five, six, seven games in a row has one good game and then comes disappears for another five. Isn't commiserate with consistent winning. It just isn't. And the Cubs, because of where they're at in this process are stuck using a guy that does that selling it to the crowd. Look at this guy. He's looking great. And he's, he's just one of those weird statistical anomalies that you look at and you think he's doing fucking great. And he's, He's really nice. I mean, when you got that bleacher cup snake going, I mean, it's hey. very easy to follow into one of those statistical anomalies. Patrick Wisdom for Jesse Schulten's final offer. Uh, Who says no? Who says no? Literally everyone. Um, <laughs> do you think the Red Sox would be selling? Ooh. The Red Sox are weird because I they're Much. not they're out of the AL East because the Rays are fucking amazing. Yeah, and they're not going to make a wild card. But they either. have like a weird, I don't know their roster makeup in terms of, do they have a lot of veteran guys? I'm I looking at so. it right now. Their their team leader in OPS is Adam Duvall, who's been in the league for 50 years. Well, you guys should have signed Adam Duvall. We should have signed Adam Duvall. And I, I, I will give credit where credit's due. I'm pretty sure the 108 guys were the ones beating that drum for a while. Um, he's, having a, he's having a year, dude. I mean, he's hurt now, but. He, he sounds like a white sock. Yeah, he Dude, uh, every time Otani swings, I think it's gonna be like a five hundred foot home run. He uh he came out with a bang and he only played eight games and then got hurt, but he was batting five hundred. Um wait, I think no wait, I think Adam Duval got hurt now. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, so he just, uh, eight games. I I, again, I was mesmerized. I was I was mesmerized by Otani. And uh Bardo in the comments, the White Sox should be going for a stud. They don't have the horses, man. This is yeah, yeah, they just. I mean, they like, should be, it would they have should to be going be for a lot a of things. Weird, it would have to be such a weird trade where, like, you're trading Giolito because you know you're not re-signing him, but then you're getting something good that's helping you right away. But like, even then, he's he is only a rental. So how much are you going to get? Oh, Fids, where are you at oh. on this one? <laughs> Trade Vaughn to San Diego for Jake Cronenworth. Let Sheets and Berger play first, and it solves second base. Uh, if you like robbing Peter to pay Paul, that's a wonderful idea, I think. Look at the numbers. Let's look at the numbers. Let's compare Cronenworth to Vaughn. Let's see what those numbers are like. Vaughn. I think, I think I'm going to have to say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I have to pass Vaughan. on that one. Vaughan. Thank goodness he doesn't play in Boston or, or for anybody that Fran Drescher roots for. I'm like Vaughn. Um, you lost uh, Rosie Perez would be bad too. You lost all of. Vaughan. All right, so maybe Vaughan? maybe not that exact trade, but I'm not ruling that one out. But uh, Jake Cronenworth has a career WRC plus of 111. If, if the White Sox, if the White Sox are truly doing the bye bye bye, you do have a very big logjam when it comes to Sheets, Burger, and Vaughn. True. What about Sheets? She, buy, sell, she, 
That's well, why I'm so I, high. I have been trying to trade sheets on this show for three years or two years. But now you sell high, right? Because when he does hit that inevitable. Andrew Vaughn has a career WRC plus of 105. Like, I mean, how much tape does yeah, he's really young in his career on, on, on sheets yet? Like, how, I mean, sheets, how many at bats? What is he sitting at? Uh, enough. We he know is, Vaughn is he has 144 at bats. So, I mean, he's getting to that point where the league has enough tape. So, I mean, honestly, there's going to be a swoon here. He's, you know, that's why you kind of, but I'm sure other teams are like, yeah, bullshit. This is this real. Beef Probably. is right, though. Like, sheets is the least trade. There's a reason that we've been trying to trade him because out of the three, Hey, let's he's, be honest. He's the most expendable. Oh, I he's really hot they, right now, too. And they, that's said, the, they said, what about sheets? And I said, yes, because I've been trying yeah. to him for years. Now, I know he's everybody's favorite because of the story, and he's the darling of the team this year and everything. Trade Burger. If you get a good – if you get No, a I, I agree. Because, like, Moncada, I'm fine with bad body language at all because of the defense. And, you know, you're occasionally getting some hitting. Right. But – If it's a good return – if someone has a if spot you get like for, a solid second baseman or yeah, not even so, solid, just oh, if I'm someone an has a an everyday spot open for Jake Berger and they make a decent offer for him. Cubs need a DH. hundred percent confused Ben or with uh, sheets with Gavin Sheets with uh Berger. That's why I'm selling selling high. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Okay. But okay. yeah, I'm I hate to say it because I even Berger's feel bad so just I just feel bad saying it but like you have to put the emotional ties and shit away and look at this as like a business decision if again if for some reason someone comes out of the gate and makes you a halfway decent offer for jake Berger, you pull the fucking trigger yep has uh so obviously last year yeah, we I love that's what again, i meant so i love jake Berger. i love we jake know Berger. from from Berger your sheets. trauma from last year's deadline though that the Sox didn't really do anything last year the year before, they had the two disaster trades for Hernandez and then Kimbrel. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what are the other trades that Rick Hahn is on? Because, like, I know that you said you don't trust him at all to begin with. I don't. But then, just to go back at the trade deadlines, not the best. When he's buying or when he's selling? Like when he's buying. Well, when he's buying to. Yeah, the... I and it's only been a few Shields. Times. Big game. James is one. Shields for Tatis. That's an L. Uh, he traded. Was he the one that traded Chris Sale? Yes. Yeah. Well, that was to that, that's when they were selling. I was trading away though. We're talking. I know. About I know. But that was a decent trade. The I think his arguably one of his best trades is when he got Giolito and Raylo from the Nationals. Yeah. Right. 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 No, but we're I'm saying like about, we're talking about. Uh, oh no! Buying. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm just thinking. I'll, I'm I'm working the process here. Fair enough. Right. My bad. My bad. Sorry. So, so we, we have to go back to it was that 14 15 offseason, right? Or 15 16? Yeah, well, he's bringing in like Matt Latos and Jimmy Rollins, and then there was Brett Laurie and Todd Frazier. Who do you guys trade for Jeff Samarja? Marcus Simeon and um, Josh Fegley, I believe. It would really suck to have Marcus Simeon on this team now. I mean, we <laughs> were loaded at second base. Yeah, how and dare yeah, a team spend money? I mean, the, the Jose Quintana for Cease and Eloy. That was a good trade. Um, well, they were both prospects when he traded for them. Yeah, yeah, um, that, that would be fine. Do you know who's really a good prospect? I, I think last. I mean, like we saw the last time he tried to buy. I think if we're not including Samarja, then it would be Chris Kimbrel and Hernandez. Kimbrel and Hernandez. Chris Bassett's good too. Last year, uh, Jake Diekman. Yeah. By well, the he way, traded, he traded he, away. Caesar Hernandez. Bassett. He's a free yeah. agent, isn't he? Fuck, yeah, Caesar, stop base. with the Caesar Hernandez shit. <laughs> Run it back. 
No. Hey, if you if White Sox Twitter got fucking excited about Elvis Andrews coming back, then you get excited about Cesar Hernandez running it back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Alex, the Robertson trade was awful after turning down Lazardo that spring. Oof. Rick doesn't Rick does not have a good trade fucking track record at anything. Yeah. I, I will sit back and or what are they keep his I job. Will, I will hang good up. Good yeah. promotion. <laughs> All right, that's that's it. Because I'll hang up and listen if you could tell me something Rick Hahn's good at. He's good at trading. Uh, Rick Hahn needs to be like a life coach. Just be like, this is how you keep your job. He's good at trading with people, I guess. He's good at losing trades. He's good at signing dog dick free agents. He's good at keeping his job. Quick interjection, by the way. You know who is good? Is he ever going to be on the I feel like he's a, a lifetime prospect right now. I'm sick of hearing about him. Look at the farm system. I love PCA. Sorry. What do you mean? Only 21 PSA. years old. I know. PS, but it's PCA, one, ASMR. Just, it's, he's one of those guys, though, that I feel like I've been hearing about for like 10 years. I know it's only been like a year or two, but still. It's just, well, that's because he keeps the new amazing Chris Bryant. He's insanely yeah. good. He is As very we good. Know. And I know you guys had that pitcher go tonight that had. Kate Horton. Kate Horton. Horton did his thing. Horton here. Brownsman Carlin. Thank you for showing up in the comments, Ian. I was looking for you earlier. All right, Ian, who are the Sox trade? Who, who did the Sox <laughs> who, got the trade in the pharmacist? Who, <laughs> who could bring back any kind of value? Like, okay, let's go system? with let's go with and decent and, second baseman. Yeah. Who can go who can the White Sox trade right now? It can for even a be a decent run- second baseman. Because as for those of you that don't know. Ian is on the short list of people I trust when it comes to prospects evaluations because he shoots it straight. And I don't know why we still haven't had him on the show yet. That's my fault. Because we just actually, when we get closer to the uh, the draft, to the well, to the draft, well, we could do a draft trade, upcoming trade deadline conversation. That'd be a perfect time to have Ian. Uh no, I don't want who's coming up in the organization. No. Playing we want to second. trade these guys away. Who are we get. trading? Who in the who in the farm system has any value? That there you go. That's the question. Oh, they who have has high, value. Yeah. I mean, shit. Can I keep hearing Ramos's that? name, and every time I hear Ramos, I always think of beef and chorizo. But <laughs> <laughs> do you think we could trade away them for some a second baseman? Who? The One Away podcast. I was about yeah. I was gonna say yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah, how much are they willing to trade away their brand just to get a like one ten WRC plus well, let's, right field? I mean did you see the that's our Cuban play cousin anything returned. <laughs> uh I'm not gonna be I was about to be mean, but I'm not gonna be mean. Let's just say there's I could think of a handful of podcasts I'd be more than happy to trade. But um <laughs> Is it an evergreen? I'm, oh, I'm, 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 not I'm not being mean. I'm not being mean. I'm not being mean. But um, they can be mean. Be mean. Beef Fluff will get you Hanser Alberto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's like, yeah, I mean, well, wait. He's, got trench, he's got a trench coat on. Can I offer you a Hanser? Has this ever happened? Has the team ever DFA'd a guy, released him, and then brought him back in the same season? What's the Am I hearing Leori Garcia season? <laughs> Lurie ain't coming back to shit. Lurie's living the good life, man. <laughs> the legend was the straw that was stirring the strength. Let's be honest; it all went downhill after they DFA'd him. He just nah, needed a—he just needed like a 
I'm good. Six month uh, reset here. Bring them back yeah, middle of the season. Yeah. All right. So Ian says there's quite a few guys that have value. It just depend on who you're. So they have to find the right dance partner for the right player. Yeah. Which again, unfortunately, tough because everybody sucks. I don't or... trust that. I don't trust the people that are in charge of doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's. I guess that's what it really comes down to. I want them to buy. I want them to be aggressive at the trade deadline because I think they can win this division. It's just at the end of the day, I do not trust the ones. So you're, you're basically going to this really nice dinner with somebody that 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 says I got this or I'm, I'm going to order for all of us, and they have the worst fucking taste ever, and you don't want like they're going to order like the worst shit on the menu. Basically, you're afraid that they're going to, and then they're going to, or you're going to get a salad and they're going to order like the steak, and then you're you're stuck. So Ian says, "Who do you want?" And I'll tell you where they're weak. Go ahead, Mitch, and then I'll I'll rip. I'm going to start with the Red Sox, Ian. If you want to start thinking about it. Well, I was just going to say it's funny when we're talking about like the front office. Like I've been listening to AJ Pruszynski's podcast a little bit, and he tells some good stories on there. And he had one where he was saying like throughout the season in 2005, they'd come back to the dugout, and like Ozzy and like all the like staff just would not be there, and they could hear him arguing with Kenny Williams back in the locker room, which he said was like a regular thing throughout the year. There would be like a couple innings they would just like be playing. With no coach, because Ozzy would be back arguing with Ken Williams. <laughs> and this is the front office we got going. It's like it's the same thing for years. Just the the constant dysfunction. Even when we were good, dysfunction. Sickening. Sorry. I, I yeah. I just first of <laughs> all, you imagine also, Pedro Grafal and Rick Hine in a screaming match. No, not I don't think either of them have ever screamed uh, in the their analytics. Lives. Say uh, we need to play Benintendi. Well, you know we're going out there to. Kick everyone's ass here tonight, and uh, I want a bench burger. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, Ian, who would the Red Sox want? I guess is where I'm going to start with that. And while you're thinking about that, um, you got to give him a player. Who do oh, you I want? Him, I had him up. Shit. Hold on. Let me pull it up again. Uh, Jaron Duran. Poor Ian, like he's Google. Who do the Red Sox want? Jaron Duran. No, oh, they're not trading him. But the thing is, Mitch Ian knows that I've talked. I've had conversations with him where he will. I know he does. I feel like we're asking a lot of them here on the spot, though. Um, he's probably just sat back, like poured a drink, and was like, "Oh, I'll listen to these." I'm gonna listen to this. We're making him do work right now. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Red Sox need pitching. What's up with Noah Schultz? But that's my biggest. Again, we want them to be aggressive. I want them to go for it for the minimum the division. I really think that they're the team that if they can make it to the dance, they can do some damage. So they need to solidify certain things on this roster. Let me ask you, though, and like I'm as optimistic as I try and be as optimistic. I'm a goddamn Sevi Zavala defender. But like (laughs) what makes you think that this team is the team that can make a run? Because we've just talked about how bad a lot of these road splits are. And right. they're not going to have a home field advantage throughout the playoffs if they're that Cinderella team that sneaks them in the division. So, like, what gives you optimism where you're like, yes, this team could be like the uh, Phillies from last year where they can make mm-hmm. it more? I think we're seeing key players trending in the right direction at this point in early June. Still a very long time between now and when the dance is, but um, – I think we're seeing Tim Anderson kind of figure it out coming back from those injuries. You know, he's starting to be the leadoff man that he was. We're seeing Lucas Giolito trending in the right direction. We're seeing Michael Kopech trending in the right direction. Um, 
Dylan sees, I, I still am convinced in my head that it's not going to be as drastic of a fix that people think it's going to be. Uh, and as we mentioned, Scumbag Fistarter is doing what we needed him to do finally. Now, Lance Lynn is the big question mark in the starting rotation. Um, I also think for as much shit as people give him, Andrew Bentendi's been okay. And he's also been trending. He's hitting a little bit more now. Like, this is what I'm getting at. It's like the trending in the right directions. And again, and thank you, Beef. I agree with you. In a short series, a three, five, or seven-game series, the variance is everything. It's just you just need to get in the tournament. Because they the White Sox have players that have the talent to whereas if they get hot, it's not just like a middle of the road hot. Like they're fucking next it's level funny. Hot. I, and I don't disagree with anything you said, but I think the only, like right now, the only thing that would give me some optimism is the postseason's all about bullpens. And I actually do think the bullpen's pretty talented. Yes. And I think a lot of the guys' numbers aren't as quite as good or as they have been. And Kelly's been pitching well. That would be the one thing that gives me a little bit of optimism, especially now with Hendricks back and he's looking mm-hmm. pretty damn good early. I think the bullpen. I guess that's, we didn't really get in there, but. I mean, is like Kelly a trade bit possibility? That'd be another guy you could like if you want to bring back some pieces. Maybe I don't yeah, know how much you're getting for. Well, you well, find I think if, you're tra- yeah. if you're trading Joe Kelly, it's prospects. Oh, you could still intend by trading Joe Kelly. So like, I wouldn't hate the move. Yeah, well, but- it, you, you guys brought up Clevenger. Like, you can flip Clevenger maybe for Clevenger. Be another um, one I would. Flip. I don't think anyone's. I think mean, he's kind of like getting, a, you're not getting a very good return. And You'd be more of like a guy you included in a package with Giolito. And Clevenger look, and Kelly. There you go. Look at what happened when Mike got hurt. I mean, they were scrambling. They didn't know what to no, do. Oh, yeah. That's, the thing. that's why they were doing openers. They were doing calling up kids from AAA and telling them, we'll start you in the second inning so you can, I don't know, watch for an inning. But it was like Davis Martin going down. Yeah. That was backbreaker. They just don't have the depth to do Holy that. Holy so, shit. Nico almost made an amazing play. Um, I don't think you trade like a Graveman. And no, Graveman's a Oh, you would have traded him last year. I would have traded him last year, but <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh, Raylo is pretty much untradeable. Trout Homer. God dang it. Garrett Crochet might have some value. Does he? He, he might be a future starter on this team when, yeah. when Lynn's gone. You'd be trading strictly on potential. And so you would need someone to really buy into that story. Because Which are the Rockies? Maybe yeah. you guys can trade for somebody from the Rockies. Oh, I'd be buying into that. Um, I think Crochet's a stud. But that, I guess, to circle back, that is why I'm, I've beaten the drum of if they get in a tournament, they can – that's I mean, like, most, picture, like... Strongest truth. That's the strongest it's, truth. Get it's, there. it's the middle of, what, May, June, July, August, September. So it's the middle of September, all right? All of a sudden, Yohan Mankata <laughs> starts, he just goes off. And he gets hurt. Which, which well, you're, you're killing the... Okay, into existence. Spencer. But he goes off. He's the type of player, though, when he... We saw it at the beginning of this year... When he gets hot, it's all-star level player. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we've seen Luis Robert get hot and go absolutely bananas. And the thing is, Luis Robert got really hot and had a really amazing start of May. And when he cooled off, he made a quick adjustment to still be a good player, not uh, Aloy 
is very streaky. You know what I mean? Like Aloy will go in those like two week periods where he's just hitting nothing but fucking nukes and then he'll disappear again. The White Sox have a lot of those guys on the team, and I think that's actually a problem is they got too many streaky guys. Because if it's not all coming together, you, you all right, Fids? <laughs> my, my camera decided to focus on the corner. <laughs> but what? if uh, I get some POV action from Kevin, yeah, that's what I'm looking if, at. Uh, Hold on real quick. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, let me change the let me change this. Hold on, give me a second. But do care about let's go. There you go. <laughs> and then to your but to your other point, Mitch, that I agree with too. The biggest thing in recent years, especially, is teams that go deep go deep because of good bullpen play. And right now that's arguably the White Sox strongest suit. But again, we are in the first two weeks of July, June. So there's a lot of, I think the, I, opportunity uh, there. okay. Follow-up question. Let's say it's, it's a similar repeat to last year where they make like one or two moves, but they just don't have the guys to pull off the big trade. How are you feeling? That's fine. Or not even a big trade. Just like a I wouldn't be as disappointed as last year. Cause like, all right, you know, I still think we can win the division. And then if you get in the dance, then, you know, who knows? Just got to get there. I don't think, like I said, I think they get their ass handed to them in the first round. But, like, stranger things have happened. Just got to get there. So, I'm my goal, win the division. Yeah. I mean, get the, that's – and I'm going to be beating this drum from now until the end of the year. I mean, unless they go on another 15-game losing streak or whatever and it's just over. But – um, getting the like dance. you guys trade for Rich Hill. Not, How are you feeling? Not good because yeah. Rich, right now Rich, I am not buying. I'm not buying any more White Sox stock, but I'm not selling it either. I'm holding. There you go. And Fair. Ian, we holding actually down. we had this, we were talking about him uh, earlier in the show. Ian says they took Oscar Colas and turned him into a singles hitter as of late. So we have that going for us. Ian, how long do you think until Oscar comes back up? He would know. Dick Mountain, love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at. I guess I feel good about that. that. Actually, felt like I got some off my chest. Okay, okay, here we go. Better name, about... better name, better name. You guys trade for Vinny Velo. Why do you guys want to keep bringing back, bringing back these that... retreads? Yeah, I don't want because I'm just thinking. That... I'm just thinking because the Pirates. I mean, if they stick around, I guess they wouldn't do that. But I mean, I'm I not trading for stick Vinny around. Velo. Absolutely, I'm just trying to think of teams who would sell. Pittsburgh's doing all right. I don't think Pittsburgh's Vinny Vila's been good this year, guys. Come on. Yeah, uh, yeah we've already seen him with our pitching coach. I'm I'm good on that. I, but the White Sox do love to go after guys that already didn't work here. Um, Trade for uh, Noah Syndergaard. How you feeling? I was about to say I'm I'm just sitting here waiting for Alex and Beefloaf to be like, bring back Vinny Velo. And <laughs> Alex, you did not disappoint. There you um, go. Shit. I don't. I'm. I'm racking my brain. I'm gonna have to think about this a little bit more on realistic targets. Uh, and like, I don't even really know what the marketplace looks like. To be honest with you, Corbin so, Burns on the trade market, maybe. What are you guys I'll, giving up for him? Nick Madrigal. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, remember how? 
That is the lowest point of our show. I know. I know. <laughs> and that was all of us. It wasn't just one of us. It wasn't nope, just it like was, half was, of us debating. Nope, these yep. I, oh, I yeah, wear it. Collective. collective. I wear it. I wear it. And, and, we, and Kevin, you and me, we should feel especially bad because these were the Brewers. We saw him pitch. And we were still like, I don't get it. Why? What? Nick Magical? Yep. <laughs> that's that's an overpay. <laughs> I I mean, we all have to wear it. I, I'll never. This will never be the show that doesn't talk about fuck ups. Because oh yeah, for all you guys we, listening, we've been wrong before, and we're gonna be way wrong. Way wrong yeah, again. And <laughs> I like how Beef signs off his Monday show, The Azu. Like we're not trying to be right. You know, we're just, and that's kind of how we've always been here. But I will, I am very proud of the show because we've always owned it. We've never yeah, ran away from not, it. We've always, it was, owned, why wouldn't you? I, I never got that with other shows. Yeah. I, yeah. We're out, you're fun. like, you're on the internet. We're spewing shit like 24 seven almost every, yeah. like, yeah. We're going to be it's, wrong. Don't worry. It's fine. It's yeah. okay to be wrong. Yeah. And it's mostly you, though, if you disagree with us. But yeah. I mean, oh, there you go. We're not trying to be right. We're just trying to understand. I couldn't think of the second yeah, part. I'm, I'm sure you saw that. I couldn't think of it. But yeah. <laughs> game of failures, guys. It's a game of failures. If we're th- right three out of ten times, you know, That's we're right. gamers. That we're gets you in the hall. Hey, I'll thing. take. Uh, I'll take. Well, like uh, I'm betting about a solid two twenty right now. Uh, I'm, I'm like a major league catcher, really. A good one that has a good frame. Ball, if you will. A great game. Yeah, we can be a good. Uh, as He's long as really you know, good at blowing eyelashes out of or bugs out of pitchers' eyes. That's right. <laughs> Leads the league in that. Right. Leads the league in that. That should be our uh, new remember slogan. when Lance uh, Lane complimented him after his debut? I remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember when he hit two home runs in Yankee Stadium? That was awesome. Oh, that was awesome. Forest Fires. Podcast. He started we'll, Forest Fire. Uh, uh, a talented Italian. Although, could you tweet from the account that five-minute warning for NASCAR Minute? Here we go. I know there's We're not even in talk cubs, are we? Well, you what a glorious said, show we did. We talked Patrick Wisdom overrated. And all those two strikes. These are a few of my. Favorite. We even made it. I offered the. What more do you want from us? Miley Stroman. And Aldo Madden. said he wanted to get off the ride. I wanted to get <laughs> yeah. off the ride. I we mean, led the show with that. When it's we true. talk Cubs, I will say, <laughs> I will say, the pinwheel show. Marcus Stroman has been all star. I like Marcus Stroman again. I liked him and when he was in Toronto, and then he became, you know, kind of I, dickhead. I like Marcus Stroman. He's electric. I absolutely laughed my ass off when he struck out Juan Soto and then stared at him and did the Juan Soto shuffle on the mound. Yeah. That's yes, what you get, though. That's what you get with Marcus. Stephen it back for pitchers. Fine. Yeah, when like he was him. yelling at Tim Anderson a couple of years ago when he was in Toronto and the bench is cleared and called him a lamb. Yep. By the way, I do have to say, uh, as we've been talking in the past literally like two minutes about the Cubs, uh, they have scored two runs. They're two for two in this inning with runners in scoring position. So I'm I back on the, on the West Coast. Cubs are back. Oh, all those Everything's back. fine. All those back. Uh, <laughs> Miguel Amaya. Miguel Amaya with the uh, single. I do. I, okay, we can, we can touch on this. Uh, Trey Mancini. But we don't do zero Cubs talk. Marcus Stroman. He has an option for next year, which is like, what, $23, $25 million. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's already talked about how he'd prefer to stay, get an extension done. Cubs, mediocre, underachieving team. But again, in a bad division as well. National League, also overall bad. Uh, If you look at the trade deadline, though, he would be one of the biggest trade pieces. Yes. But also, (laughs) 
if you already have a player who has been great, by the way, he I think he's number two in the National League in ERA. He's been great for a calendar year now, going back to last season. Yes. And even the past few years, he's been a like number two pitcher and then lately has been pitching like an ace. Uh, I do. There's wanna... no way you trade him, right? Like you try to work out the extension. You're trying to win. Yeah, you, yeah, you like get an you extension. have to work out an extension. Unless if you trade for him too, you're you're trading him and you're going to extend him. You're not. He's too good to let come in for a rental either. I think the way he's been throwing, like he's he's hitting a prime. He's really been excellent. He uh, my like my give him fear, the Lance Lynn deal. My fear with the Cubs ownership though is they won't want to give Strowman the big money that he'll demand. And someone will put a nice package together of very cheap, if you will, prospects, and they're going to jump on it. It's, it's it's very it's very. I'd say I I'd put it. I I think I texted Justin Roman, our buddy, uh, uh, two or three nights ago that Stroman is basically. I'd put it at sixty forty. Stroman's trade at the deadline. I'd say we're sitting about sixty forty right now. Where it's I, uh, yeah. It's 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 right. more likely than less likely, but it's not. There's nothing like again. If the Cubs go after it, they're gonna extend. They're gonna. They're, there's. They're, he's either getting traded or extended. They're he not did. going beyond the trade deadline with something not in place to at least keep him and not let him opt out or to get something in return for him because they can't I, give him the. Uh, they can't give him a QO. That doesn't, doesn't work. He's not with the Cubs. He did say he wanted to go to San Francisco. Giants also underachieving team at uh-huh. five hundred. Um. You know, I don't even the care. White Sox will trade for Jock Peterson. <laughs> hey, hey, right yep. field, make it happen. Power hitter, Bellinger. Power hitter, Bellinger. Bellinger. Be- yep. Cody Bellinger. Guys, I thought we were extending him a couple months. Uh, a I month. wish we would. Hurt, I man. wish we would. And he hasn't played in a month. Told <laughs> <laughs> you we needed to pump. God damn, Jokic became the first ever player with 30, 20, and ten in an NBA final. That boy, good. Jeez. That he's, boy, he's Eric Montross, but like athletic. Good. I was gonna Can say he plays second base. <laughs> <laughs> right, probably. I solve your right field problem. It's very spry. Who is the like tallest Randy. like MLB player ever to play? I'm curious. Is it Randy Johnson? No, or is Mike Skeen? Like position I'm pretty sure there's, position there's oh position player. Uh, remember Richie Sexton? Yes, I do. I'm he was the uh, tallest position player of all time. Biscuit pants. <laughs> <laughs> all time name Eddie Gambiel. No, just kidding. Um, God, those are all pictures. Next, next list. I mean, KB and Hayward were there like six five. How no? How tall? John tallest position player. Don't say John uh, Road. The tallest position player Nick was Madrigal. Nate Freeman and Tony Clark at six foot eight. Oh, Tony Clark's a big Tony motherfucker. Clark, yeah. yeah, Tony Clark's a big motherfucker. The current oh. active. Player in baseball currently is Aaron Slagers of Tampa Bay at six foot ten. Tallest position player in the league is uh, some guy that wrote not Beavis gonna, in the head. Not gonna, not gonna work here anymore. Arson, Arson Judge. Is, Hold on, uh, who? How tall was Richie Sexton? This is bothering me now. All right, Cubs gave up the lead. I'm off the right again. Cubs gave up the lead. Um, oh, I don't think that's how that works. He was six eight. I'm you're either on the ride and enjoying it, or you're off. Richie Sexton was. It's a VR ride. I just, I just took off. Holy shit! Richie Sexton is the field manager for the Windy City Thunderbolts. All right, all right. Ooh. Did not know that. Holy smokers! Awesome. I'm gonna have to go get it, dude. I was a big Richie Sexton guy when he was. He went off on the for the Brewers for a while there. 
Dude, the Angels wear like this. I think it's like a samurai helmet after home runs. That's pretty cool. Yep. Everyone's uh, got a home just run. Just a home run. Like the Reds got like a Viking uh, thing. Who was yeah. it? Wait, that, did you see that? I mean, you guys obviously saw. You well, yeah, O'Neill Cruz yeah, is pretty tall. O'Neill Cruz tall. That kid okay. for the Reds that hit that bomb. Ellie De La Cruz, guys. I've been telling yeah. you, that guy hits. That by that guy, the only player who hits balls as hard as him as he has in AAA, and I know, yeah, like they're using whatever balls at AAA is like Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. I might those go, are the only two guys that compare. I might take a trip up to St. Louis this weekend because the Reds are coming to town just to that see him play. The like they, he, I, I kind of want to see him play. I guess I'm um, O'Neill Cruz is six seven too, okay. but um. Also, slide. I just want to say, if the Cubs trade, I don't even care if the Cubs like out of it. If they trade Marcus Stroman, either way, it's a terrible move. Because we go back to Ellie Dela Cruz. Get rid of him. Then that's just another need that you have to address in free agency. Did you see how fast Ellie Dela Cruz got from first to third on his triple tonight? Yeah, dude, it's elite, elite. uh, It's like elite exit velocity, elite sprint speed, elite arm. Elite arm. He's Cannon like another shortstop. version of O'Neill Cruz. Yes. Or I, Mike, or, uh, I mean, it's early. Let's see how he plays out because O'Neill Cruz came in hitting piss rockets everywhere and then they figured him out real quick. And well, no, he was well, always he tried out. to take out Seb. Let's not forget that. <laughs> Dick. Dick. <laughs> uh, but I am a. I like what the Reds got cooking down there. I got some I mean, talent. They're not offense be is risky. Great, but. They hit a what? How many home runs they hit tonight against the bet Dodgers? overs? Bet overs. I was gonna say I know the, the over hit against the Dodgers today because I I bet that. So even last night they're losing like eight to two. They won nine to eight. And I mean they got Hunter Green and they got a foundation over there in Cincinnati. Order. That, that skyline chili is fucking dog shit, but they got a they got themselves a a nice little foundation. Uh, is there anything other than prospects you'd like to talk about with the Cubs? I mean, we got Jameson Tyon was throwing all right tonight, but uh, he's still back in the. He's been fun. I mean, the way just, you guys I, talk about him, I thought he was fucking terrible. Oh, I no, mean, well, he has been. Yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah, he, he's had like he has he's oh, had two good starts, starts all year. Yeah. Um, this is his third. This qualifies as his third best start. He's very good, and I'm a big fan. I, I am I a Reds fan? Yeah, are you? I need a new hat. I'm gonna get the City Connect hat. Uh, so right the biggest Tom Brenneman apologist. Say <laughs> it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deep five ball. Uh, I did. I don't the, know the Cubs. The bull, like you guys figured out your bullpen, and like that was a big concern early on. The yep. Cubs still have it. Still have it. So that's been their biggest fucking bugaboo. And I mean, as Kevin said, like the Cubs, the Cubs and White Sox, like are meeting. Now, both at what eight games under, and the same issues that you guys have figured out the Cubs are just haven't. Yep, you guys are getting better starting uh pitching. The Cubs, it's been shaky, the bullpen stinks. There's only two guys that David Ross can trust. Yep, anybody else Cubs... that he puts in, you can't trust. And in, in, in essence, when the Cubs get really, really good starting pitching, they win. Like, it has when, to be near when it's a five <laughs> inning, when it's a Dylan Cease five inning. Hand over the ball after like ninety-five pitches after five, even if it's a one-one game, it turns into shit shows. Uh, it's it's there's 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 really no in betweens. And I wrote something about how like I'm just I'm 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 done thinking they're going to turn it around. And someone's like, well, this is what you expect from the Cubs. Uh, this is what you should have expected from the Cubs. And like in a way, 
yes, like we've talked about, it, it's like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna be like maybe a 500 team, maybe they'll compete, like be a couple games over, which is fine, and maybe that's the road they take. But it's the way they're starting to lose. It's like yeah. they're supposed to be built on strong pitching, strong defense, and that just hasn't been the case. I'd venture to say they've had 12 games they should have won that they gave away. Should have won. Like, a this one should be in the bag if everything, if you just do average and they've given games away. They've given 10 games away. Last week, last week, I think they, they went, they went three and one in one run games. Before that, they were one and 11. Like, one and 10. (laughs) It's just like, and that's the thing. The offense, we expected this from the offense. The offense wasn't going to be that good. They just needed to get be average. Right. But they haven't even been able to get that after April. Christopher Merrill's cooled off. So, and Matt Mervis is bad starting to bad. continue to question Goldilocks <laughs> balls at AAA since he was hitting the home run like every like four at bats. He, at he has a, he's had a different ball. I haven't heard, he's been chasing like, I haven't heard like the he's name had the Matt Mervis in a while. I know. He had a double he's yesterday. Worse. He's hitting worse than Hosmer. Oh, yeah, he's worse. worse than Hosmer. Not good. Good thing uh, the defense has been shaky at first base. Uh, Tucker Barnhart is pitting like a pitcher. Uh, and, I mean, that doesn't matter as much if he's the backup catcher, though. Hopefully he's gone soon. Um, just the – just the whole good of a game is Seb. Is there any Tucker Barnhart? <laughs> hey, Marcus Stroman gave him credit. So I, I need to, I need to, I need to switch gears and join you, Mitch. I need to get on my defending Tucker Barnhart. I choose I need to get on my bullet points. Yes, exactly. Are we in a Tucker Barnhart redemption story narrative? Yeah, now? just be like, hey guys, Marcus Stroman said to give him the credit when he had the complete game one hitter. So you know he had that one double against the Nationals. Um, you should write a full-on propaganda piece. Short, for Tucker he's Barnhart. a short king. He's like five foot eight. He is. I thought Tucker Barnhart was bigger. Tucker Barnhart is short. He went on. Uh, I forget what interview it was uh, in the off season, and they were talking about the listed heights, like on MLB.com and other sites. And he's like, "Yeah, I don't know where they got my height, but I'm, I'm not that tall." Speaking no, of Cubs, no, no, big deal, no, no big deal. But uh, Shohei just walked. Or short. Shohei, Shohei just walked, stole second, and then stole third. I was. That's what I was going to say when I said speaking of Cubs catchers. That is beautiful for the fans <laughs> team. <laughs> Sayas trying to, to recruit him, I see. And that yeah, would be that was that was like the biggest Cubs news this week was <laughs> yeah. uh Saya and Otani shook hands in the outfield. Rick uh Rick Sutcliffe uh, sounded like uh, Hawk Harrelson on uh, Monday night. He was about to fight the home plate ump. That was entertaining. He <laughs> turned to Steve McMichael. Yeah. With Angel Hernandez. I'm gonna come down and have some words with you. Okay, here, here's a here's an overall general question. I know we I, we're well past the five minute warning on the NASCAR yes. minute. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but suckers, suckers. Would you guys be in favor of? I think AAA is doing it now. Automated strike zone, where no. it's just like just eh. straight every no. pitch is going off K zone or wherever they use. Or do you want? Then I can't defend Seb with his pitch framing. I uh, need that. The human element system where you get two, like you get two system. chances every game. I like the challenge That's it. System, you only get two. I could see. Do you keep your challenge if you're right. I don't know. I could see. see why why you can if you're right, you should be punished for being right and they're being stupid because umpires are dumb. I feel they're like so bad. They're umpires will really hate the challenge system because it and round definitely math. shows them up. Good. Well, yeah. Ugh. Get it fucking right. <laughs> No, I get no, I get all that. I'm, I'm, but I'm just saying, like, I can see the nice. umpires being like, "No, don't do that," because 
you make us look like complete assholes. Mitch, you better be stretching over there because you're almost on. Yeah, you're, you're on deck, buddy. Oh, am I? Yes. It's been like five minutes already. Let me icing you out. Yeah, they're icing you right now, Mitch. They're icing you. I guess. Let me just say, uh, before we do that, so like I was at the Rays, and I did record. We were teasing it last week. I did record an intro for the NASCAR Minute on Pit Road. I was editing together a video this week for We're going to do like a 108-style thing. I didn't have time to finish it or send it in. Mm-hmm. So either later this week or maybe during the off week, because NASCAR has one bye week throughout the season coming up in two weeks, we'll use that for the NASCAR Minute. So You know what? Soft. We're going to have that as have a Rules and Ivy YouTube exclusive. So for all the NASCAR Minute fans, get to it. We'll we'll post it on there. I, it'll be worth your while. We got some drivers on there, and we'll take some quotes out of context. It'll be funny. Uh, but right. uh, we didn't have it tonight. But I did record an intro on Pit Road because I was hyping it up. We just now, don't have it enabled. It's going to be an old-school NASCAR Minute. Before we get into the NASCAR Minute with NASCAR Mitch, I threw out a tweet asking for people to send me photos for uh, – <laughs> To put up because you know we like to do it when Mitch is doing his minute. I'm gonna start doing that every week. So, ladies and gentlemen, fire up your photoshops. Uh, something involving the White Sox or members of White Sox Twitter are more what I'm looking for. I saw more buttholes in 15 minutes than I think I've seen in 39 years, which is that's a me problem. That's a me problem. Um, not people's buttholes. A lot of Mario's. And other cartoon buttholes. Oh. White Sox Twitter has a real big thing for buttholes. Yeah, with Mario buttholes. butthole, Mario butthole especially, and phallic. A lot of, lot of buttholes. A lot of phallus. Uh, phallus. Sir, I know you know how to use Twitter. You know how to leave a conversation now, where you don't have to get the mentions blown up, sir. Um, all he right. Likes it. That being said, that's going to happen every week now, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the NASCAR minute with NASCAR Mitch. I started drinking at 6 a.m. We're here now. I don't know what time it is, but I'm rolling deep. And those cars are going real fast and real left, son. They're going fast and left. Fuck yeah. All righty. This week we were in St. Louis. The NASCAR Cup Series avoided St. Louis for 73 years for good reason. We all know we hate St. Louis. They came there last year for the first time. They had enjoyed it, so they came back this year. Ross Chastain was the big storyline. He pissed off a couple drivers last year, but one of them, Dirty Chase Elliott, he was suspended. So Corey LaJoy, a fellow podcaster, he took over his ride. So because his car was open, they had to call up Carson Hosevar, who's from the Truck Series, to fill in his. So we had a guy making his debut, and then Corey, fellow podcasters, getting a competitive ride. Those are the big storylines heading into this one. Kyle Busch won the pole position. His crew chief is from Fenton, Missouri, grew up just down the track, used to race go-karts around that area. It was a pretty big win for him. Alex was celebrating. Kyle Busch is on the pole. Race starts, first lap in. Tyler Reddick, he spins. He barely keeps it off the wall. So they have to call a yellow flag. They're going around, caution laps. And then all of a sudden, there's a uh, lightning delay because uh, of a couple miles down the road, some lightning. Hit. So we had to wait an hour and a half sitting around for them to resume the race. Once again, finally, race gets going, and brake rotors just started failing, left and white. Maybe, maybe it was because of the heat change. Who knows? But, like, all these brakes just started to fail. Uh, Carson Hosevar was running well. First victim, brakes, fail, he slaps the wall, 
he's out. Next one, Noah Gregson, he hits the wall, he's out. We we get all these Tyler Reddick, he hits the wall, McDonald's car, he's out. Five laps to go, Bubba Wallace, brake rotor fails, he's out. The big drama though was late in, in the race. So Kyle Busch is leading most of the race, and you know Denny Hamlin tried to run him down. He was doing well. He was running the high line while Busch was running the low line. Looked like he was reeling him in off of turn one, but then the straightaway speed just didn't have it. So it didn't look like anyone could really contend. Kyle Busch. Now, uh, a Penske car, Ryan Blaney, he won stage two, so everyone's like, oh, well, maybe. So, finally, late in, in the race here, uh, things are starting to heat up. Bush is in the lead. Doesn't look like anyone's going to catch him, but the caution fest continues. We we got uh, Ricky Stenhouse. He's minding his own business. He's running the top ten. He's got the NAS Energy car. Uh, Austin Sindrick, he's running in the middle, and we got Austin Dillon. He tries to make a power move, cut off his nose. Sindrick's not having that. It's Austin on Austin Crime. He spins him out. Poor Stenhouse is running up top, and it's a bystander. He gets collected into the wall. Stenhouse, his day's over. Now we got another caution. Uh, Bubba Wallace, he blew a Blake rotor five laps to go. Another caution. So Kyle Busch, he's poor Kyle Busch. I, I mean, I hate to say it, man. The guy's <laughs> trying to get a win for his crew chief at his home track, and uh, he has to keep holding off Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin on all these damn restarts. Uh, but Kyle Busch, you know, true pro, he, he's holding them off, and he finally does it. He crossed the checkered flag. His crew chief's going crazy. He wins at St. Louis. Corey LaJoy. Fellow podcaster, filling in with the competitive drive. He finishes 21st. Kind of got exposed. Carson Hosevar outran him, but uh, poor Carson, his brake rooters fell. Uh, Kyle Bush, he's your winner at St. Louis. That's your NASCAR Minute. This Padres bitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. He's okay, I do have a quick shameless plug uh, in the meantime. Leading up to that race, uh, we've talked about it on the show, Ross Chastain. He's a name that's come up before. He was the guy that punched someone in Kansas. He had the hail mail move, the guy riding the wall. I got to interview him as a pre-thing for the race. It's one of my pinned tweets right now. Uh, so if you're semi-interested in NASCAR, it's a good interview. He tells some great stories, even if you're not interested. He's a funny guy. Uh, and if you're not interested, just click on it to boost the views and reinforce to the station that, you know, people are uh, give a shit about it and they'll let me go back uh, next year. So it'll be appreciated. I think you enjoyed it. He gave some good answers. It was a really cool uh, interview. But yeah, uh, Alex. <laughs> I got to ask you, I got to ask you, Mitch. So were you watching our video or were you like looking at your like you did you have yeah, no that's the thing Mitch, you gotta you're look at the screen at while you're doing on it. the screen like it's it's almost like you're you're already you're good you're not gonna see it you're 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 going through your notes you're in the zone or do you have the screen on that. your it's all off the top of my head so, so so looking, are you looking at our screen then like, i'm looking at the screen slash the comments so you could see the pictures then i can see the pictures this, the whole time. This, this didn't even make you laugh a little bit i mean that one the best part about this picture is luke sent me this picture yeah Oh, I saw that one. That's that didn't move the needle at all. No, there were some in the comments that were a little disturbing that I'm glad you didn't put up. That moves my needle 100% in many ways, actually. That's too many uncrustables thrown by Luke after like the season's this over. Is hilarious. My favorite one. I didn't even see the B Weller thing. You gotta yeah. switch it up. Mitch, Mitch, is used to, Mitch is used to the cum. He needs something different. Yeah, we need it. We need to try. Uh, let's go with a non cum theme uh, next week, folks. <laughs> Um, I think teams don't make it for like six straight weeks. You know, you think Bruhan Loop with a little cum on his face is going to phase me? I don't think so. Next um, week is the cream pie episode, so get ready. Um, please don't say that. My DMs are going to be. I will say that <laughs> as many 
of you dudes out there that sent me pictures and texted me pictures and uh, DM me pictures, none of you hold a candle. Like, not even in the same league as Missy Carroll. Yeah. The shit she <laughs> DM me. Yeah. Has, no, no, no. I'm not talking about she sent you comments. a soup kitchen. She the sent shit, you a soup kitchen. The shit she DM me, which I know is just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, bravo. I, they're fantastic. I was in tears laughing, but I'm like, I'm not going to put those on the show. Like, <laughs> You may have to. I mean, yeah, you may have to. Mitch is. Mitch oh, you're is rolling out here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. Uh, where is this one? I tell you what. There's you're one right, of, a, of an Eminem doing the splits, and it says, "Literally heartbreaking." See that crack? He's just broke his pussy. Put it up there. Come on. Like it's well, the ones that you have to read. I really Are those don't think from a song. I don't think that. I think he's got a, oh, my neck, my back. There's a dude wearing a shirt that says Guinness Book of Eating Pussy 2008. <laughs> Dad? <laughs> Dad? Dad. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are some of these. And she even openly admits, she's like, this is just this is just the start. Uh, Missy, I can one... emphasize, by the way, is, yeah, the, it, you're, you're, if, you're, if you're doing it right, you're, you're, uh, your whole phone roll is like you don't ever like to open it up in front of other people. You're usually holding it like this as you're trying to find pictures because you're really scrolling through things. Oh, this one I forgot to add, and I just added it now. <laughs> oh, God. That was from this. What was the thing with Arby's? There was something with Arby's. Oh, yeah. The, I I didn't really – I don't know. That one didn't make the cut. But <laughs> oh. uh, Yeah, so next week uh, – Road course, Sonoma. Daniel Suarez has his only cup victory there, so we're looking let's for a repeat. Let's have the theme be Roadhead. There you go. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, Mitch, did you see Dale Earnhardt Jr. talking about the Chicago road course? Yeah, yeah, that was saying. a big topic. I was asking a oh. lot of drivers about that, and you know, it was interesting to see. So, luckily, my guy Suarez, he was like, "This is exciting. I think it's going to change NASCAR. They're going to do a bunch of road courses. Exciting for the fans." Then you have old dog whistle Brad Kozlowski. He was like, "Well." I think we're going to see chaos. Chaos in the racetrack. <laughs> chaos in the community. Well, Brad, what do you mean by chaos? That's a pretty open statement. I know damn well what Brad meant by that, but <laughs> old dog whistle Brad. I uh, I don't know. I have a feeling something's going to go weird at that race. It, it would just be very Chicago. I mean, besides all the cars getting shot 100 times, because obviously Chicago. Uh, I've, I've actually been murdered 10 times doing this show, right? Yeah, now. I got hit twice. Digitally, which is yeah. weird. I got so, being on this with you, I I got shot. Twice. Most of them though were pretty excited. Chastain. I mean, I asked him about that in one interview. He wants to go to Joliet because that's what they used to have the track there, and yeah. it had good racing, but no one showed up. Right. Uh, but a lot of them were like excited. The one guy was just excited because he's raced the street course before, so he's like, "Yeah, I think I'll have a huge advantage." But it should be. I, I hope it's a good event. I want it to work. We'll see. Yeah. Earnhardt, Earnhardt Jr. basically said, "Yeah, bitches be crashing on this course." Oh, for like, sure. There's a lot of blind right-handed turns. They go right yeah. on this course too, people. You can't make your left-handed jokes in this one. Um, <laughs> Left turn. Sure. We're going to go show with this one because this video. I started out. drinking at 6 a.m. And we're here now. I don't know what time it is, but I'm rolling deep. And those cars are going real fast and real left, son. They're going fast and left. Fuck yeah. <laughs> There's never been a more NASCAR video than that video. 
that video to me is what I think of when I think of NASCAR. By the way, I mean, one more shameless plug. Not as good as Rothwell, but, you know, an actual recap. You want to see the Big J journalism, Mitch, in action and talking NASCAR. There's can't that. on that big if you can't get out of speeding tickets, but go ahead. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I think Mark a, Greco ever got a speeding ticket harsh. in Chicago. A little harsh. No, I mean, this is cranky though at the two hour mark. You got F1? Joey Logano, friend of the show, made an appearance. Here's my question. How much was ADHD question? How much was traffic affected with them prepping Chicago for the race? Because, like, right now, the entire starting is basically like shut down for F1 here in uh in, in whatever november or whatever like it's literally like so actually i have an explanation for that well f1 is very specific about the track qualification like it is very hard and even the tracks that are approved on there like you have to renew your license like every two years or so so that one takes a lot longer for them to set up nascar because they know the city it's like a kind of a delicate thing with the city especially now with the new mayor they don't want them there they're trying to be is um uh, make it the most convenient for people as possible. So they're waiting until a couple weeks beforehand before they start actually setting that up, and they're yeah. going to try and take it down as quickly as they can. Formula oh, yeah. One, like it takes a lot just because they it's have a lot of detail and stuff they want. Yeah, they said permanent, like because they're going to try and bring this back every like two years or whatever, like that. So yeah, it's it's. it's, it's I'll tell you between traffic is fucking Taylor Swift at Soldier Field, and I'm still setting up this NASCAR shit. You couldn't pay me to go downtown last week. Yeah, that bad. Yeah, I, but so, all right, two hours exactly. Ladies all right, and we are into hour number three, so this is Zoe's hour. We love uh, you all. Thank you for. Oh yeah, this is no power hour. Yeah, this is uh, no power hour. I will actually do it one time. Um, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you all for sending pictures. Thank you all for watching me do this weird thing with my elbow right now. Um, but. We will uh, talk to you guys next week. Uh, that's Mitch. That's Fids. He's Aldo. I'm Zo. And uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This Padres bitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just ordered Shake Shack straight to the dugout. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we here now. New show with a new move. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the